Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. What up, folks? Live and direct once again. Coming at you. Peace to the Pandemonium family. We in the building once again today, every Tuesday, 9 o'clock. Somebody asked me, what, when's the next show? Well, you can count on the next goddamn show to be every Tuesday, 9 o'clock. Just log in the talk show radio. What you're going to need is our ID to get to the show once you get here. Our ID to get the Pandemonium radio is one four zero two zero three. Then you hit the pound. That's one four zero two zero three. You hit the pound. You go to talkshoe dot com. T A L K S H O E dot com every Tuesday, nine PM Eastern Standard Time. Real simple. One four zero two zero three and then you're live and direct in the chat room. What else can we say? Milk is chilling. Gizmo's chilling. What more can we say? Top billing. You want to call in if you have a question, if we ever do some shit like that? <laughs> call 724-444-7444. It's going to ask you for the ID. That, again, is 140203-POUND. Then you're going to enter your PIN. If you have no PIN because you didn't create a free sign-in, you're going to press 1 in the pound. But I suggest you create the free sign-in so you can have a name and you can flow like how you flow. You know. So every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Next week, we thought we was going to have our girl Courtney this week, but she says next week she got a new gig. She's a writer, so she's writing for a website. You know, real interesting shit. So she's going to come and talk about Kundalini Yoga, some of the uh, mythology around it, some of the science around it. Uh, some of the day-to-day benefits you could get from it, and you'll be able to contact her. She does sessions on Skype, so she can uh, teach you much technique as you can need to start using this in your life. When I started using it, a person who's been 10 years deep in working with Kundalini Energy from a spiritual standpoint, what it was able to do and show me and do for me was the Kundalini Energy, which I was very familiar with, doing some of these moves, I would see it would activate from a physical aspect. And based upon the move, it would take that kundalini healing energy and put it in different aspects of my body. So instead of raising it to the pineal for spiritual purposes, it raised it for the human healing purposes, which is very necessary. So it's very more, it's much more effective than all this regular crap that you think you're doing. And all you have to do is try a few moves to see it yourself if you're dealing with true kundalini yoga. So she gave me her assurance that next week she will have the time. She will be next week. Tonight we're doing another Max and Relax show, Q&A. Y'all got questions? Hit P. Nicole. Hit Danielle. Brother Elijah is coming up with questions in the chat room. We're in uh, the chat room, my niggas. So 
it's all good. Just we need your input. You know what I'm saying? Our brother in lie in the building. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure my girl P Nicole's in the building. We gonna see where she at. There she go. Gonna shout P Nicole out. See what she doing. How she feeling? Sky in the ceiling. P Nicole, what's going on? Where you at, P. Nicole? Don't be lazy. No, she ain't ready. All right, we'll, we'll no, get her. I'm here. I'm oh, there here. she goes. All yeah, right, what's I'm going on, P. Here. Nicole? Never much. What's going on, family? How's everybody doing? Everybody sound to be chilling, brother Lyle over here. He in the building. He what chilling. What y'all doing, eating? Well, we about to get it done. Like, see what I'm I about to do? I know. It's funny why you said that, because I'm walking <laughs> to the kitchen now. To check on this chicken. So when you hear the sizzling, I'm sorry you can't smell this aromatic flavor, but you hear that sizzle? I do. I do. I need to come over there. Y'all be eating good over there. You need to come over. Your husband invited to. Tell him I said, come on by. Get a hook of this uh, delightful organic chicken leg. The best we could do in, in circumstances we in. Is that all y'all eat is chicken? Y'all don't have nothing to go with it? Just be niggas. Chicken and a hunk of bread. You know what I'm saying? You're going to take... <laughs> it's not even good bread. It's regular bread. You just take one and you fold it over the leg, and then you just dig in. See, Eli's a real nigga. I ain't got... You know what I'm saying? Like, for all his time and coming over, I'm going to at least have some dinner here for him. So we, oh, I do get busy. Five courses. I could go. I could go live. But he's also a real nigga. Chicken and hot sauce, baby. Chicken and hot sauce. Hey, you know what? Get it how you live. Get it. Uh, you a live. red drink, chicken and hot sauce. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Get that nigga some funny. liquor, he's good money. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, so I was good. Like that. Especially now, Khadija's out of town. Psh, I was just this is a chicken and hot sauce must, day. I was just about to say, she must be out of town. I, I knew it. Uh-huh. Nah, cause she, what else she got with it? Did she say the same shit you talking about? Where the green parts? Eat, yeah, where the sides? Where we eat the green eat? out. We eat off a green plate. You know what I'm saying? And we hey, just that's the what green. we do. I guess that's the green. Yeah, we. You know, we got to. I mean, I do it right. Don't. Nah, I ain't on front. I do it right. We got all sorts of green drinks, but that's not gonna happen. I know, to, I've seen. I've seen your pictures though. You do. Y'all do be doing stuff over there. Y'all be doing it. Oh no no no! I, I need to, uh, let's clarify it. Panic be doing that. That's oh, all me. I'm a, the women fight for my delight. Oh God! Imp the the kitchen pimp. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Imp the dimp. Here we go. Here we go. You know, I'm just trying to say. You seen the pictures? It's not like I ain't putting them in them pictures. You know what I'm saying? And if you've really been paying close attention, I know you seen my Superman suit today. I did. I saw that like 20 minutes ago. I See, I, I want to get this clear. Let me put this out. That's not CGI. That's a real suit. Because y'all might have thought it's just some cut and paste shit. You know what I'm saying? Elias, I thought that was like Yahoo animation. I said, no, no nigga, that's, that a, on, that's a real live slip on onesie. Yeah. Oh, it's nigga. Live, though. Please, oh. I'm cracking. That's a that that y'all got like a a pre-show. You know what I'm saying? Because when it get cold up in this motherfucker, that shit right there. I'm doing everything in that. I'll be in Walmart and that shit. Y'all try <laughs> me, try me, nigga. Oh man. 
Tommy Dane had to comment on that shit twice. Like, nigga, wait a minute, nigga. I was going to let the part with the cape go, but I don't think I can do it, nigga. I said, nigga, how the fuck a nigga supposed to fly? Damn right he got a cape. Oh, I hear that sizzle. That sounds good over there. Oh, yeah. This shit is sizzling right. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, this is, you know, this is how you're supposed to be doing yeah, you know, it sounds Some people good. either you understand or you don't understand. Some people stuck that it's a onesie. He got a onesie. I'm like, no, bitch, I'm busting through walls right now. <laughs> you don't know what I could do right now with that shit on. And I got Khadijah Wonder Woman. Wait till she get home. Oh, she going to put that shit on and lasso a few motherfuckers. Me. <laughs> get out that golden lasso. I feel like telling you some truth tonight. Y'all, uh, oh, I see them now. I was going to say, I don't see nobody in the chat, but I see them now. Yeah, well, say it again. At first, I didn't see anybody in the chat, but I, I see it coming through now. I guess it was loading up. Yeah, it's coming through. Everybody in here. You're like, um, you know, it's, you know, got to wear this goddamn, this, this shit is, this shit is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Niggas need to get on that magic, nigga. To get you a Halloween should be our goddamn prime season. Yeah. Halloween should be your prime season, man. I can't stop in this motherfucker. We can I, talk. We should talk about that the week of uh, what day it fall on this year. I think it fall on a Sunday or something like that. Whatever that week is, we can do a show talking about that because a couple of people hit me up for suggestions on talking about spiritual and Halloween and all that good stuff. So maybe we can do the show closer to that time for that. All right, maybe we'll talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, some of the things they could do on Halloween. Is Halloween on a Tuesday? I, no, it's on a, let me see. I think it's on a Sunday or Monday this year. Hold on. It's on a Monday. A Monday. All right, so y'all lucky because we may still have a show. Even those three days are the most powerful, All Saints Day and the Day of the Dead. So 31st, 1st, and what is it, 2nd? Or the thirtieth. We'll figure it out. And I guess that would be the thing to talk about on that day. All Saints Day and the Day of the Dead. The veil is very thin that day, my friends. Very thin. Yes it is. So that next day, the first, is either All Saints or the Day of the Dead. I think it's All Saints on the first. I think it's So we're gonna get it on. That sounds good, but now is where you're supposed to be getting all your nuggets for the year. You know what I'm saying? I got all sorts of ridiculous shit. Right now, I'm looking at this candle holder that I got that's real sick. All black skulls, three-piece holder. Look at this shit, boy. Light. I wish y'all could see this. I put pictures up, of course, of pandemonium. Sick. $12.99 for the year. This, listen to what this phone does. Fly shit. <laughs> Was you able to hear that? Yeah. Okay, well, it got like 10 other things it say. And that's a phone? That's a phone. It's like a dark, sinister phone. You pick it up and make dial tone. Hold on, I, I, I'll get one going for you. Let me uh, check on this chicken, make sure the sizzle is still where it's supposed to be. Niggas ain't eating dark skinned chicken. Well, why don't you do that, family? And y'all been doing good. Hit me up with the um again, just p nicole at gmail dot com with your show suggestions. Which y'all been hitting me up 
Um, just tnicole at gmail.com for your spray. Y'all been hitting me up on that. Thanks for supporting me. It's been very great. So hit me up for that. Uh, again, it's the detox spray. A few of the people in the chat, they've been talking about it. They know about it. Some of y'all been hitting me up and using it for other things. Um, you know, um, hey, do what works for you. <laughs> but uh, yeah. what it is, <laughs> do what works for you. But I have been getting some X-rated emails about what they're using it for, but it's, it's working for them. But, Let, um, yeah, them niggas are putting down testimonies. You got to share testimonies. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm getting it together too, so I'm, I'm gonna get some testimonies okay. that I can have published about some stuff that people tell me. But um, you know, it's flu season right now, so is it helps with that, so you're not catching any colds, viruses. Um, it helps you think better, it helps your clarity, it helps your spiritual walk, all that. It's helping some people sexual wise. So again, you know, whatever it's helping you do, um, that's what it's helping you do. I charge all the oils overnight. I say a nice prayer over them, spiritual prayer. I make sure that my spirit's right. So I'm asking the universe and the spirits to come into this oil. So it's bigger than just the mix itself. It takes a lot of process and a lot of love and a lot of spirit to help me get it the way that it is. So just hit me up at justpnicole at gmail.com for that and also your show suggestions. Oh, yeah, you know, it's a good idea because I get, like, this intense focus. So it immediately told me that's an excellent thing you can use with your herb pack. You know what I'm saying? So those of you who got the herb pack or about to get the herb pack, I always tell you little trigger things you could do, little tips and tricks you can do to enhance, you know, that your uh, – particular meditation or whatever whatever you're trying to do in terms of your spirituality. So for meditation, I also, I think that's one of the things you're leaving now. This spray is a good oh, yes. uh, meditation. Uh, spray I'm sorry. for that Absolutely. as well. Saying yeah. focus mind, you know what I mean? Because it, it, the spray definitely ups the frequency. I have some people in my class because uh, it's sitting, you know, on, my, uh, on this little table. So they tried it. Oh, that's the spray. They all heard about it. They're like, that's the spray they use it. They said, man, that shit smells fucking good. You know what I mean? They lose their mind. And it was a good motherfucking class. So I'm like, okay, I get it. This shit right here is good for folks. So it's a good thing to have with your little herb pack. Put the little spray on. Spray it on the pineal gland. Don't get it in your eyes. So you might yes. want to spray it on your fingers and put it on your third eye. It will definitely open up your third eye. I've been putting it on my third eye for a minute now. You know what I'm saying? Since she sent it over. She's been doing a lot of justice for me. You know what I'm saying? I am definitely feeling this thing. So all you who's really on that shit, like I know y'all will be on that shit, you on that herb, this is a good thing to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? It's one of the things I tell you, like the Tiger Bomb, use it the same way. Put it on them access points. It'll open up those access points because you could also feel the menthol in it. Anything with menthol in it is going to open you up. Yeah, you open up the access points and um, booyah, booyah You know what I'm saying? Let's see what the phone has to say. Yeah, the phone is coming. I like it. Phone said he's coming for you. You know, it is for today. Now this week, I put up two pictures. Well, three actually, but pictures of P. Nicole and pictures of the sister Danielle Saxy. Now. If y'all don't know fine, y'all about to understand what in the fucks 
fine is. But is it, you either have to be a friend to see it on their page, or you got to get it at the Colteric Tees, the group on Facebook. You ain't in the group. You need to sign the fuck up just to witness the sensation. Oh, like uh, D. Saxy had on the Palo shirt. She had Maji de la Luna, Mother of the Moon. That's her energy. She know what it is. So D, uh, uh, P. Nicole had a birthday, y'all. So y'all need to send her some birthday love, you know what I'm saying? And the best way to do it is support her business. Get a spray. That's a great happy birthday gift to uh, P. Nicole. And But she took some birthday pictures. She's getting her shirts. Her shirts are on the way. So I'm going to still yeah. post her when she takes a picture in her shirt. I want to be surprised to the one she got. Let's just let her put it on. But she still took some nice birthday pictures, man. These women are out of this world. Beautiful. So just to witness the delight, your niggas need to come and join the group. Occulteric Tees, O-C-C-U-L-T-E-R-I-C-T-E-E-S. Join the group, and not only will you be witness to these beauties that you can hear on the radio every Tuesday, 9 p.m., You'll also be able to uh, check out all the T-shirts Dane got coming, all the Colteric Tees information and, you know, everything that we got going on, the information about the radio show, so on and such. So I urge you to join the group, and the treat will be you get to see the beauty of these two lovely ladies that y'all hear every week. Y'all think I'm playing. These are the These are the top ten that took my class. You get what I'm saying? And again, too bad everybody married. I wish all this shit was 15 years ago. <laughs> but I'm sorry. So everybody's married. So all we can do is be oh, hotel man. friends. Hotel. But they are beautiful women. You know what I'm saying? Y'all need to come check them out. It's always good to see a beautiful woman. It's worth joining a cult <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Just to get a glimpse of some oh, God. these crazy. ladies here. But, uh, you know, and not only that, you'll see, not only are they sexy, they're very intelligent, they own their magic shit, you know what I'm saying? A lot of women that I met in my time, if they could live up to some of the things I've seen these women step up and do, shit, I know they'll they'll be all right, you know what I'm saying? They'll be all right, because these women here, like I said, you love their style, and they're good-hearted, good people, doing what they do, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, magical, she knows what she's doing. Because all you got to do is get a whiff of that damn toxic, that that uh, uh that, that healing relief tonic she got going on, and then you niggas going to know. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know, now you know, nigger. So we, we thought Courtney was going to be on the show tonight. She's a little bit busy, so ain't no problem. That's the beauty of having knowledge yourself. We can talk about anything we want tonight. You know what I'm saying? And we will. So uh, let's let's set it off. We're going to talk to Dane, but I'm going to see if Nicole, you have any questions that we can set no, it off? I'm Eli got I'm a question good. now. Oh, Eli got questions. Yeah, oh, but that's um, something down. You know, we can get into, you know, start the discussion with. I don't have anything right now. Y'all can right. hit us up with your suggestions at justpnicole.com and hit me up for the. Uh, Toxic spray is uh, Pentecost. So just hit me up, justpnicole.com, and I'll be talking to you guys there, and I'll be listening in. That sounds good to me. All right, so we're going to move on to 
see what Daniel's doing to somebody else. Also, y'all got to know where my girl drunk sis and I should turn her on just to mess up. Where is she at? Let's see if she's working. Drunk sis. What up, drunk sis? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would say that. I knew you would say that. What you doing? How you I doing? Am, I'm great. How are you? Just <laughs> chilling. Oh, you Long just finished class. How was class? Class was totally awesome. I got uh, I did I got what I didn't expect to get out of the class. I expected one thing. I got something else. It was dope. I no doubt. That's no what I was doubt. like. <laughs> the crazy part is I knew you as drunk sis forever. Or Instagram and used to be on my old blogs as uh, I'm so bored. I only met you once because you came to the Dr. Aline presentation. Right. And as soon as you walked through the door for the class, I remembered you immediately. That's the impression that you left. Like her spirit is so happy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, you can't just get you can't get her ass down. So. It was a pleasure to have her in the class, of course, and she came through. Of course, we put it down, you know what I'm saying? So I want to thank her for coming through, studying hard. They stuck with me because, you know, I had these lectures, so their class went longer, which means my next class that I'm about to start calling folks for a little bit longer. And of course, these niggas impatient. Panic, nigga, 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 nigga. Sometimes it be as that way. But I just wanted to thank you for coming through and ask your feedback and, and how much you enjoyed the class and all of that yeah. stuff. Yeah, class is really, really dope. I'm really glad I took it. I actually didn't plan on taking it. And even after I signed up for it, I was like, well, I guess I'll go take the class. But mm-hmm. I got hyped <laughs> as I started getting into the class. I got really, really hyped. And nice. Um, yeah, yeah. So I guess, like you said, I had that intelligence part down, but not the um I, I didn't really grasp the well the spiritual active aspects exactly exactly that's that's and exactly. that's what I know so most uh black folks they understand and have the intellectual part down I mean how hard is it not to repeat something Bobby Hammett said when they're taking or me myself when we're taking complex th- um uh how do you say complex uh, information and dispersing to you for you to understand. So that may make a lot of people walk away with the I got it aspect. But then as you can see in class, which I'll do often, I'll tell people to explain it back. And what they'll explain is either something I said, Bobby said, or the book said, they can't explain it in their own words. You get what I'm saying? Because if I ask somebody, what do you think about a motorcycle? They're not going to say it's on two wheels and it goes room, room, which they would be right. You know what I'm saying? But they're going to say, I got on a motorcycle and I fell. Or I used to ride motorcycles. Or I'm scared of motorcycles. Or my father used to ride a motorcycle. A motorcycle gang used to live up the block. Motorcycles are too noisy. It makes my this and that. I rode a motorcycle and could do wheelies. There's a thousand things you could say about a motorcycle if you had a personal experience, even if you didn't have a personal experience and opinion because it's something you know. But then when I say, tell me about ISIS, she's the mother of uh, uh, the universe, the mother of nature, mother of Horus, wife of Osiris. That's like saying, well, tell me about water. It's wet. It's H2O. 
uh, it's cold and cool in the summer. It, it, that's true, but it's so general and impersonal. Or another way of saying you don't know it, you know about it, but you don't know it. You get what I'm saying? So I was showing these people the difference between not knowing and and and, and becoming it. Because when you become it, like you, I could I could tell a kid who's just learned how to tie a shoe, or ask him to explain it. He'll explain a method. First, you take a loop, then you take a loop, then you put the loop together, you cross the loops, then you bring one under, bring one over, and pull. Bring one over, bring one under, and pull. You're like, wow. But I wouldn't even ask you to tie your shoes because it's a given at your age is something you know, not something you're working with. So I know when I ask people what it is based upon their answer, and they're all scientific dropping, your intellect got it, but even within how deep your intellect got it, in the very answer that you're given, no matter how precise and accurate, still wrong by what it is you're supposed to be. See, because I ask you, what's ISIS? You know what I'm saying? You give me this long textbook answer, you're 100% right, but if I ask you what your mother is, oh, that bitch? My oh, oh my sweet dear mom, you're gonna have a whole different mentality towards it because it's something you know. So the day you can say who's ISIS, oh my mother is that. That means something you've seen in all this mythology and all these books and all these Bobby Hammett fucking breakdowns. You know what I'm saying? Is uh 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 uh, uh you see it in real life. That means you know it because you can see it in your mom or your daughter or your sister. So I was showing them the difference in how to grasp and have that mentality of a personal experience with all this magic and stop this preacher bullshit. Like I had my Superman suit on. Somebody wrote, Bobby would be proud. Bobby wouldn't give a fuck what I'm wearing. No more than I give a fuck what you wearing. You know what I'm saying? You laugh at it on Facebook. <laughs> He'd be proud. What the fuck would he care? You know what I'm saying? He would laugh and say, where can I get me one? So we got to stop this preacher and understand the difference between a preacher and a teacher, you understand? My kids are five. This ain't about emotions and being proud and falling in love. Study, learn, and transform, my niggas. You know what I'm saying? Transform. But that's what we are and how we do. So I'm glad that's what you got out of it because that is my goddamn intent to show you folks on a day-to-day how to make it your own. You know what I'm saying? Because there's only but so much a nigga could repeat that ain't been said or you can't Google at this point about this shit. The reason why my class becomes so packed, still important, after four years, still relevant, because what I know and why I started in the first place is niggas ain't getting it. You know what I'm saying? Niggas ain't getting it. And, and niggas ain't getting it on a level of where... It's a subtle change. Now, to, to, to understand that subtle change, sorry, niggas, that's where you take the class and, and, and then you get the secrets. The secrets, how to activate this shit. You understand? And the secrets, uh, 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 it's a big deal for folks. You know what I'm saying? My brother Elias writing books based upon this. Now, he was always going to write that book, but like a thing like my class became a tool for it to go down, you know what I'm saying? Now my girl drunk sis, now she could drink with 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 no inhibitions. <laughs> exactly. No inhibitions. <laughs> now she's she's cool. She don't even drink like that. I'm like, you know, you could tell when a motherfucker come in. She we came in, we start cooking. She's like, no, I'm a vegetarian. I'm like, motherfucker, 
What? You I'm ain't drunk, me. sis. You're supposed to be eating, like, real pork shit. <laughs> pork shoulder. <laughs> Hawks. All right, Boston butt. No. <laughs> smoke, smoke leg of fucking <laughs> pork. Smoke pork leg. You're supposed to be hawks. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to be eating all of that. Cause you drunk. When you drunk, you just eat anything with grease on it. It's just like, no, no, no eggs. No eggs level the gag. No One cornbread, no. No milk. No. <laughs> No, put up veggie burgers on the grill. Make her a whole side dish. Like, see, so you keep eating all these side dishes. Everybody gonna treat you like a side chick. <laughs> you gotta eat the main dishes. <laughs> gotta line up with the main course. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna, I'm gonna still, I'm gonna try to do it. I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to put you and a lie in the same room and see if any sparks pop. Oh, They'll both fall. You know what I'm saying? Fun-loving. Something's telling me. I'm not going to push anything, you know what I'm saying? But I'm going to say, because he'll be over Halloween, the party. He'll be over on the 29th. To say, drunk sister, meet Aliyah Wells. Aliyah Wells, meet drunk sister. Have a drink together. See what happens. Just never know. We got a lot of rooms. (laughs) And a lot of doors. I don't hear nothing drunk, sis. But no, I'm I'm cracking up. I'm <laughs> but you <laughs> funny. But I, ain't gonna, I ain't gonna put you on the spot like that, but I'm definitely trying to hook you guys up. But yeah, class was really, really dope and I have to <laughs> I like how you awesome. changed the subject. And, <laughs> and just the energy in your house was just I don't know what it was, but it just felt so serene. I guess that's the word. I'm not sure, but it just felt good in there. Yes, because we did a uh, dinner after the uh, last class, which I usually do all summer, but I probably start doing all winter, no big deal. And, you know, next time uh, I'll prepare, you'll taste the better dinner, even though they was feeling it. You know, I usually go harder. Even though I went hard, but I usually go harder to taste because, uh, you know, I started cooking after class. If I would have started a little, you know, hooking all that, the, 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 the prelims up, before we'd have been in a different place, so. But you'll you'll see what it is. Um, um, Courtney's coming over. She's gonna bring some vegeta- vegetarian desserts. But I'm gonna convince her to make a couple of vegetarian dishes because you'll be there. Uh, what's my boy? Why? Oh my God! Why am I missing his name? Um, but he's vegetarian. What's what? <coughs> oh, a lie is bad at that. He ain't gonna. Ruin. Oh, look at that shit. Word is born. I was just about to shit on a lie. I ain't even gonna ask a lie. He's worse than me with remembering names. That nigga put down the phone, said Andrew, and looked at me with like with real violence in his face. Yes, my nigga Andrew, that's him. Andrew's a vegetarian, so I'm gonna try to uh, convince Courtney to bring because she she she's a vegetarian cook, but she she makes some. Uh, she's quick to make some um, uh, vegetarian desserts and be easy. I'm gonna tell her to bring some plates because we got a couple of used people coming. So, so that's what we gonna do, drunk sis. I, I will bring some crowns. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I know you bring them. I have so much liquor, but 
I know you don't know nothing else. You, what you need to bring is a damn salad for yourself. I put it on Front Street. She pulled out a bag of carrots, started eating them shits. I was like, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and do that right now. She ate one carrot and said, all right, I quit. Yeah, it was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I wasn't trying to put you on front. I was like, I'm only joking. Go ahead. Eat those carrots. We'll wait. <laughs> Hi, drunk sis. I see you on the 29th. Yes, I will be there with my costume. <laughs> yes, yes, Brad. Yes, yeah, set it off. Set it off. We're taking pictures. Set it off. Oh, all right. <laughs> One. Thank you, buddy. All right. All right, so let's see. We're going to check in with my man Dane, then we're going to get into some Q&A. We're going to get to it tonight. Get on and off. We're going to be fucking around all night tonight. Yo, Dane, are you in the building, brother? What's up, partner? How you doing, man? Chilling, man. I know you seen that onesie I had on, dog. You seen my comments on that onesie too, but I'll talk to you about the cape and all that later on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking. Word is born, son. To the family, though. It wanted though. I look. See, I seen a Batman and Robin, and I was gonna get it right. <laughs> I know you ain't gonna be Robin. <laughs> so I just left true. that one alone. Now, because we used to do it like that when we used to, you know, we had, we was little, we just used to be the same niggas. We wasn't doing, we'll be both two Batmans. <laughs> we were Spider-Man like four years in a row, you know what I'm saying? The different Spider-Mans, you know what I'm saying? Because we used to do the jumps. We we climbed on the building, like like they had the the baby park roof. No, not the baby park roof, the river park. They had like the, the, the little house near the pool house. So it's about maybe two stories. So we climbed up on that motherfucker. We walking to the edge. You know, we just chilling. They had, they had, they was jamming in the park. Our moms is out there. They just both smoking weed, looking at us. Go back. They doing this shit like a movie. No, go back. Go back to the edge. We on the edge like, what, bitches? <laughs> go, move back. He said, man, let's just bounce. These motherfuckers have a heart attack. So we had to jump over the fence onto these boards. And your niggas is so Dane, look at me. We're going to do the Spidey jump. Same time. And then you land like Spider-Man and make the sound. Kid, we was the man. They did the Spidey <laughs> jump, son. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just walked it off. We said, now we got to explain this shit to our moms. They were so high. They, yo, they used to get high. One time me and Dane was fighting. I don't know about what. So we brought this shit in the house, arguing. Fuck that. Mom, mom. Da, 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 da. They smoking weed. <laughs> Look at these niggas. They laughing at us. We getting madder because they laughing at whatever issue we had. Oh, I bet you they don't remember that. I bet you. See, I remember everything. We fucking. I around. remember that. I remember that. that yeah, was they the laughing at us. I remember that one. Okay. You remember the Spider Man jump? No, I don't remember the Spider Man jump though. Oh, okay. You know what? You know, remember the River Park pool? That little building they about to tear it no, down. No, I know what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking on the about. roof. And our mothers kept going, "Get back, get!" Because we were on the edge. We called them. We said, "Yo, they got our mother." We was calling. Oh, a lot of people was up there. Then we jumped over into the pipe yard, over the fence, into the pipe yard on some boards, and landed in the Spider Man. Land. I can't remember all of this shit, man. Oh, kid, I remember all that shit. I'm going to tell you some other shit right now, though. Now we was digging in front of your grandmother's building in the plier box. <laughs> this shit came the other day. You're fucking with these bugs. They got these little paws on the back of their ass. When they walk, they close like this. They call them pliers because it looks like a plier. 
We should Nobody bring what we're talking about here on Pandemonium Radio, kid. Okay? <laughs> he this ball. Now, you you him all right. It's just me and you. His aunt came out and was like, let them plier bugs get on you niggas. You know what I'm saying? They get on you, it's going to be a thing. We like, fuck it. Why? We, we ill with it. One of them plier bugs ran up Dane's arm. This nigga jumped to a light-skinned nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, I'm rolling. That shit just ran up his arm, pinching his shit all the way up. That shit was the funniest shit ever. You know what I'm saying? You told you not go for years. Remember when that plier bug ran on your arm? <laughs> yeah, I see. Uh-huh. I know you forgot about that shit. I thought about that shit. I did. I, I definitely did. And you just brought it back. But where did you get that suit from? <laughs> no though, doubt, kid. Where did you kid. get that onesie from? Yeah, see, I knew that was coming. You know what I'm saying? But where did you get that, that, though? For real. Where'd you yeah, get I'm that? I'm not telling you. I got that shit from Krypton, my nigga. No, nigga. You got to tell me where they sell a grown man onesie at. I need to know. <laughs> where, where, where? Oh, it is, right? A grown man onesie? Like, uh, nah, you get them from Walmart, kid. They got all you the flavors. Walmart and bought that? Straight out. I seen that. I couldn't leave the aisle till I find my size. And then, and, my... You, and then you thought, you had this genius thought to buy your lady one, too. She's got a Wonder Woman. Oh, my God. Nigga, watch what we do. You know, I'm trying to come down for the for the Halloween festivities, so I, I, I'll, I'll probably be in town. The onesies? You want to rob I want to see the onesie up close and personal. That's all right. Now, I'm going to get you one. You want to rob it? No, 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 no. Don't get me no onesie. Nigga went in Rome. Not, not at all. No. Went in Rome. Do as the Romans. No. No. Only you can pull that off. You and Ben Marine. I can't do nothing with No, you. I'm going to wear the onesies. That's not even a Halloween costume. That's just pajamas, kid. That's what I'm going to kick it around the house when it get cold. You got a preview of that. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So that, that's how, you know what I'm saying? I'm a beat old Jack Frost. Drop that one, that fleece onesie on and just go pimping around the house. That's how we do it. Ain't nothing better to do up in this motherfucker but be Superman, kid. So, I hear you, man. I, oh. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I hope you come down. You should come down for the little uh, Christmas joint. A uh, little, uh, uh, what did you call it? The, the little, uh, what's his name? The Halloween, Where you going right? for Thanksgiving with your family to Virginia? I'm not sure yet. Y'all doing something down that way? Always. So, but I know your family be doing it big, and they be all down south. So I'm saying you down yeah, south. Yeah, but I'm ready, for new, I'm ready for new traditions, kid. Yeah, if you um, want me, it's welcome. Like, if they, if they down, but, you know, if you down here, you might as well pop through here as well. But, you know, we'll talk about it. But definitely, man, uh, Halloween is going to be big, full, fast. You can spend, you know, spend the night. You know what I'm saying? I got a fresh, fresh grip of plier bugs in the front. We can dig out. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. What I, what I want to say, um, I got the Bobby shirts coming, man, on Thursday. You can go to the site, Pandemonium Radio Family. Oh, yeah, yeah. I gave you that site. Bobby picture. Yeah. yeah I gave you a, this is a Bobby picture that I took. It's been going around, but it's one of the ones that I took. And, um... You know, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let it be a surprise what it say, but finally we got that Bobby and Dane's gonna save a little bit of the proceeds for a donation to Bobby. So support him on this shirt because all you niggas who wanna know how Bobby's doing, now this is a way to get him a bit of change. So buy one of his shirts on Dane's site of Cold Terror Tees. I think y'all heard me, so let me say it again. If y'all didn't hear me, Bobby Hemmett shirts, a picture that I took with my camera 
I gave to Dane. Like I said, I've shown this picture before. It's no surprise picture, but it's a powerful picture. And it's got the words. You'll see what it's got on it. Y'all already know what he, he put on it. What are Bobby's favorite sayings? And we're going to take a little bit of the proceeds, stack that up, and give it to Brother Bobby. So y'all want to help Bobby? Y'all want to know how he's doing? Here's a way to do it. He took down his donation page because he didn't want all that attention. They were getting too much attention, so him him and Linda totally turned it down. They're not against donations, I'm sure, but they don't want the big everybody in their business. You understand? With a GoFundMe. So here's a way to do it. Get on there, buy a Bobby shirt, some of the proceeds going to Brother Bobby in a special way. So go and look. Is it up yet or is it coming? No, no, it's coming on Thursday. I'll have him up on Thursday. Okay, so keep checking Occult Terrick Tees, and um, he'll put it up this week, as he said, O-C-C-U-L-T-E-R-I-C-T-E-E-S.com. Or you can email him with questions and suggestions, O-C-C-U-L-T-E-R-I-C-T-E-E-S at yahoo.com. Or you can hit us up on Facebook, Occult Terrick Tees, same spelling, and look for the group. So search the group, Occult Terrick Tees, to get all the new information, see what new shirts, suggestions, see what pictures you like that can possibly be a shirt, or just politic, see what you would want on the shirt, because this, this website is for you, for your power. So we need to see what we need to see up there, and your suggestions are golden, because once we put them up, People are using these shirts as sigils, gateways, deities, ways to access day-to-day energies you want to walk around with. Nothing more powerful than that. Nothing more sensible than that. Nothing more active than that in your spirituality. And nothing more easier, I might say, than wearing a goddamn T-shirt. He does good prices, free shipping. My niggas, what's wrong with you? That's where all them polo shirts is coming from that you see on uh, Facebook and various other places. When I go to my lectures now, I see a whole heap of niggas rocking these shirts in the audience because they know what time it is. We're getting a whole bunch of stories about how lives are changing just by wearing a motherfucking shirt. We got people documenting it on the show. Soon, Dane's going to put up a testimonial page on his web- website, Occult Terry Tees, where you can read them for yourself. I wore the shirt, and guess what happened? So if you have a testimony, don't hesitate to send it to Dane at occultterrytees at yahoo.com. Or go to the content area once you go to his website. What's going to happen is we're going to eventually put them up. We're going to keep your name incognito. So if your name is John Brown, it'll be John B. You understand? That's how I do it on my website. And you'll have people telling you the before and after effects of wearing, especially these polo shirts, but any of these Locksme shirts, you know what I'm saying? Dane said he put on the Locksme shirts and sales on the goddamn website went up just for wearing one of his own Locksme shirts. And his spiritual prosperity also expanded in information. The next thing he said he's supposed to study is now sigils, which makes sense. Because these sigils, these symbols, is what he's now projecting to the community. You understand? I don't even like to say the community. Projecting to you niggas. You lucky-ass niggas that go on and wear this. So he's projecting these symbols, so 
it, it, it makes sense. This is a part of what he's here to do. And, you know, he said it makes so much sense because he was always a visual learner. And this shit is something I do remember personally. You couldn't just tell this nigga abstractly. You damn near had to draw the shit. In fact, I've told you this before, document it. I said, when I said, I needed a new name. I can't use Kid Curve anymore. I don't want to break dance. I want to write graffiti. He drew the word panic and said, that's your name. That's who you are. While he was in a hum, doing this shit. He said he don't remember the hum, but this nigga hum doing everything. His greatest hum is while he eats banana pudding. <laughs> yeah, nigga. <laughs> Telling all your business. Yeah, I'm getting off the phone right now. Pandemonium <laughs> family, I love you guys. Ah, uh, no, Come we ain't done yet here, here, player. Oh, we ain't done yet, bro. Jeff Moore, too. Jeff Moore gave me some great ideas on the uh, great mother. Okay. From the motherland. So I'll be putting those shirts up probably sometime this week, and if I can get to it. Um, but yes. I'd like to thank him for that. And nice, Jeff Moore, he's like on it, he's on the business. Yeah, definitely, great brother. He great does brother. what he does, so anything from him, I know he's a real, he's a real, he took the class, he's one of those dudes that I could count on my hand that really went from here to there, you know what I'm saying, with the magic, mm-hmm. you know, with, 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 you know, he rolled with it, made it his own, you know, he his stories are up, I think they're up on the website, I believe they're up, but he's definitely documented with me, his testimonials are like a here and there. I'm sure he's t- he's documenting them on the radio shows with Dr. Lean. You know what I'm saying? Uh, some of the things, you know, here to there, you know, that what he was talking about was, you know, he had, just like most of us, this, this slave plantation mentality of the job, and for all intents and purposes, it is. But if you can't get off that job, why do you need to sit there feeling like you're suffering? So he found ways to sit on the job and change his mentality to make that shit work for him. Now, that's excellent. Now, that's all good and fine. And if you have to be at work, that's what you need to do. But you can make it excellent while you're there. But now we got information coming from a liar how to get the fuck out of there as well. So while you're there and have to be there, you can make that shit still a vacation instead of having this is the slave mentality. And Jeff documented how to do it. If y'all, if y'all need to hear that again, we'll just get him on again to talk about it. And, or, like I said, you could take it to the next level and get the fuck out. You can get Elias' book, which we're going to talk about when he comes on, Let God Out. So his oh. book is out. And that'll get you off the job. You get what I'm saying? So we got tools to move out of that. And like I said, my man Jeff is telling people who have to be in that position how to get the fuck up and put in your mind. You know what I'm saying? A way to go there and make the motherfucker serve you. He's like, I can't wait to go to work because what I got them doing for me is I'm the master now. So he changed his whole mentality there. And he said he has my class to thank for that. We got all of these tools, and then after that, if you want to be that entrepreneur nigga, that gentleman of leisure, that I promise you that you will definitely like. You know what I'm saying? I guarantee you, you quit your job, you will be in a onesie before you know it. <laughs> you read Let God Out, you niggas will be in a onesie before well, you I know it. Bought, well, I, I just bought the book tonight, so. Oh, you got it tonight? I'll be getting my, yeah, I just bought it tonight. Nice, nice. Real good price. You know what I'm saying? Real good brother. He, You know, he's just like you now. Shipping. I must ship to the people. 
I'm like, I'll get to that bitch when I get there. You know what I'm saying? But he's on it. He's shipping them out. You know what I'm saying? First thing he asked me was, you know, get, give me some pointers on shipping. So I told him all the ways to do it. He found his little way, his niche. He got it. So, I mean, he'll send it to you quick, fast, in a hurry. He got a stack at at the house. He's ready to go. He done let God out. So y'all niggas need to get it. We're going to have him talk about the book. You know what I'm saying? Of course. But like I said, my man Dane, this is this is my brother since we were two years old. This is not a, 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 an exaggeration. When we met, we was actually two years. I remember the meeting. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, my no, we mother. Was three. We was three. No, we was three. Three, two, kid. Two. The word no, is born. Three. Two. Um, how old is Jackie? How old is how old young is she than you? Uh, Jackie's got to be about forty-four, maybe forty-five. So we're forty. She's four years younger, right? Mm-hmm. Then you're right. You were three because she was about one. She was she was just starting to walk, so it was a little under three. Because if she's a year, if she's four years younger than us, she was coming close to a year. She was still in diapers. She couldn't hardly walk. And I remember your aunts and them telling us, I, we were saying three all those years, but your aunt, uh, she was like, well, it's actually close to like two and a half, something like that. And I remember her telling me that. Nevertheless, three, let's, let's say three, let's say, fuck, shit, we could say fucking 20 and still have more years than niggas. <laughs> After niggas, we still hang with, we knew since five. You know what I'm saying? Like, word is born. Dane's grandmother lived on one side of 10th Street. So, well, niggas know it from Mob Deep. <laughs> Queensbridge North and Queensbridge South. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what the fuck that is. But his grandmother lived on 10th Street or North. Dane's in the move to 10th Street South, the 41st side. I lived on the 41st side of Vernon, you know what I'm saying? So we used to know how to walk from the 41st side of Vernon to the 40th side of 10th Street. So my mom's like, Dane don't live with his grandmother no more. They live in the 40th. They live on the 41st side. They live in, like, we live in 4001. There's 4002. He lives in 4002 on 10th Street. It's the next building to us on 10th Street, not going to his grandmother's house, but going straight across. It took about a half an hour to explain this shit. I was like, just walk me across the street. No, I want you to walk across yourself. Finally, an hour it took me to walk across the finest nigga's house. Knocked on the door. It's like, now he's outside with his new friends. I'm heated. New friends? Who's these faggot-ass niggas? <laughs> Word is born. I see it sincere. Mark, it was Mark at the time before he became God. He's playing points. I was like, yo, let me play. I said, you know a nigga named James? Like, nah, I don't know that nigga. I said, yo, let me play with you. He said, nah. Just took that nigga's ball. Started fighting him. He's, you walk up with Dale, Bob, Sean, you know what I'm saying? And said, you already coming over here fucking up my new friends. <laughs> you what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, yo, son, this nigga wouldn't share the point. He started yelling upstairs. He was like, nigga, you fucking my whole rep up, nigga. I was like, nigga, let's just get into this shit, nigga. I took a lot to get here. You know what I'm saying? You just, just knew so many fucking adventures. <laughs> I can't oh, remember how the main tell you. But it's whatever, nigga. The, the saga continues. But yeah, we used to, oh, that's what I'm saying. When we were three years old, my, my mother, well, my mother and his mother were friends in elementary school. My mother told me they got real close because they, pre- they got pregnant with us at the same time. So my mother was starting to go to work and took me, taking us to the babysitter, which was his grandmother. 
She dropped us. His grandmother wasn't home, but his aunt was home. She was sleeping on the couch waiting for us. So she was asleep. We sitting in the living room, bored. We just snuck and looked. We said, I said, yo, there's some kids in the back. I told my sister. I said, word. So they all got on Fruit of the Looms. <laughs> they all sleeping in their Fruit of the Looms. One got on the diaper. One's a girl. So we kept spinning that table making noise. Your aunt was going, nah, stop. <laughs> she was knocked out. Y'all got up. She told her, I remember standing across the table, them standing across the table in their Fruit of the Looms, Dane, his brother, and his sister, <laughs> under a diaper, and word is born. We looked at each other. We just kept staring at each other. Now, his aunt said, y'all stared at each other for a half an hour. I said, what? And, you know, she's telling us this story later. But I remember us standing there, and his grandmother came home and broke up the monotony. You know, hey, how you doing? Y'all want some cereal? Sit down, da 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 And they got dressed. I don't, it's a blur after that. But standing there for half an hour, because we automatically knew we knew each Now I know, spiritually, we knew each other from other worlds. You know what I'm saying? I've seen worlds where we sitting, me and Dana sitting in class with Bobby and Kemet. And he telling us, some of y'all niggas, we're going to ask y'all to stay over. Y'all going to have to give up, uh, 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 what do you call it, regeneration for reincarnation. Because we used to know how to regenerate in those temples using colors to heal cells. So we, there was never no aging, only age to put where, where we wanted to be. And word is born, telling Dane, I want you to come back. We're going to stay here. And he tells you, you might forget who you are. There's going to be cycles of forgetting because you're going to go in the brain. Because some motherfuckers was reincarnating. Those are the stuff. That's the ones we came to rescue. And the motherfuckers, we was regenerating and leaving. Half the team just left. No, we ain't staying. If you had to put a number on 20% stay, which is us, consciousness, I remember convincing him to stay. So every lifetime has kindred spirits. So you have your soul mates, and they made up a shit called twin flames, but there's actually something else called kindred spirits. Kin is your brother. So all kindred souls, really. So me and his souls are actually brothers, real brothers, that come down to this planet and do, do, do the work. And it's magical because I was a savage when I came down here. I had no way of culturing myself to humanity. Dane used to be the nigga all throughout my life. Don't do that. Do it like this. Do it like this. Don't say that. Just walk like this. Just act like this. He showed me how to be a human on some real shit. Like, I remember one time we was arguing about something, and then, you know, in a New York school, it ain't like y'all down south, lucky-ass niggas. Y'all go to lunch, and y'all pick your chocolate milks and your ice creams, and y'all just eat it. Fucking fat. You get chocolate milk day maybe once out of every two months. Niggas was open. You come down to lunch every day hoping today is chocolate milk day. It's chocolate <laughs> milk day this day and ice cream day. Oh, niggas was like this, son. So what I see niggas doing, opening the chocolate milk all four sides and dunking the ice cream in. I made an announcement. Y'all some nasty motherfuckers and y'all fucking up chocolate milk day. Dane just stood up and looked at me and said, it's good. Do it. I said, all right. I started dunking. I said, oh, this shit is good, son. It's like, yeah, nigga. He just was like that. You know what I'm saying? He was like the, the, the nigga. He was the life of the party nigga. And then after I did that little porno and that 25000 was over, Dane came back to New York right on time. Just, what's up, nigga? He, he finished his little hustle. He was down on his little hustle. 
I said, ah, nigga, I'm just tired of it all. Oh, fuck that. He said, let's be conscious and find God. I'm like, nigga, I don't do none of that. He just kept forcing me to study this shit to get back in it. And boom, gone. And then he, I'd be like, yo, this, it was like I was feeding him conscious shit. He was studying on his own now. But it was like I kept feeding him all the shit I was doing. Blah, 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 blah. But what you were, blah, blah, blah. this happened, this came, blah, blah, blah. it was almost like one hand washing the other. When I say a perfect, something so perfect, it couldn't have just happened here. You get what I'm saying? It couldn't have just happened here. It has to be uh, something that, ha- I, well, I know it is, but even if I didn't know, it's something that has to be a plan or mapped out. It was too, the, through uh, 48 years, pretty much, I'm 48, so through, let's even say we met 45 years of friendship. There's, there's so much synchronicity that I couldn't even explain in words between how me and his how unionized for one exact flow. Then the shirts, and then I'm like, shit, nigga, these, you, got, you ready to do shit? It just all links up, which you know is mapped out. So that's how I can tell you from that example alone that this shit ain't just some shit that's just we running around this motherfucker. We run this motherfucker. We not running around this motherfucker. And we know what we're doing. Shit is prescribed. So you say, well, I'm down on my luck. This shit ain't working for me. You need to know you chose that. And you need to find the wisdom and the transformation in that. Because that's what it is. That's what we're doing here. Ain't no doubt about it. And I can tell you that directly, and my man Dane can bear witness to it, just based upon me and his journey here, how it just interacts, how how it's just intertwined. It's too many coincidences for there to be mistakes. Too many coincidences for there to be mistakes. So y'all need to understand, y'all should have more confidence when you wear a fucking onesie. You could do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, oh, this, you is your, when, this is your show. Get to the onesie, huh? Yeah, you could do that. You could be more confident in that onesie. You know what I'm saying? That's the show <laughs> here, nigga. Do as thou will. Somebody's like, you do whatever makes you feel good, boo. I'm like, I figured that shit out 20 years ago, boo. You understand? Not only doing what makes me feel good, I'm trying to show you what you should be feeling good about. <laughs> Superman is on earth. Get it on. <laughs> Get it on, baby. So, yeah, you know, I'm going to put that up in the uh, pandemonium group so everybody get a chance to see that little Superman. Yeah. You know, so meanwhile, enough of this talking smack. Check my main Dane out on his website. Y'all should know it by doubt. Occult Terrick Tees, O-C-C-U-L-T-E-R-I-C-T-E-E-S dot com. Not only does he have the Apollo shirts, but there's Lakshmi, there's Egyptian shirts, Buddha shirts, Baphomet shirts. Go check out his stock. It's there. And we got a Brother Bobby Hammett shirt where a percentage of the proceeds will go directly to Brother Bobby. I see that I'm going to put it in Brother Bobby's hand. So there's no nothing you should have any uh, pause about if you want to help Brother Bobby with the shirt. Not only do you help Brother Bobby, you put that energy on you. You know what I'm saying? Because one of the most powerful motherfuckers, powerful in any of this shit you can put on, is his shirt. Based upon 
him being a specific entity to came to this specific place to teach us with specific information, custom tailored, fitted uh, for us by him becoming one of us. You understand? So that means this here shit is your configuration. So the things that he said to you that inspired you, because I would have to say 85% of you even hear about me because you've heard about him. So that means he's inspired you to keep it moving if you even hear. And if he's inspired you, you need that inspiration, that thing, that image of him will be that inspiration on your chest. And this is a picture that this is not a random. This is a picture that I took that we posed for right before he got sick because we knew he was getting sick. So excellent, excellent idea. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad you're able to do that, Dan. And I definitely want one of those. Definitely want I got one. You. I got you. I got you. The whole family, Sounds good, the family. I got it. Um, we got it. Um, I'll talk to you guys. I said, um, panic, low key be roasting people on Facebook. I thought I was high key with the shit. It's Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> thought I was high key uh-huh. on the shit. Actually, I, I just toned it down. You know what I'm saying? Right. And yeah, but times Bobby sparked a lot of people. That spark. We want to. That's that's what we holding on to when we get that shirt. That spark. These are good fucking ideas, Dan. I do promise you that. This is very powerful, you know what I'm saying? And um, we're going to get a, a shirt for Bobby. I'm, I'm going to reach out to them and see what they got going on in, you know, so on and so forth and so on and such and let them know this is happening and get them a shirt, and I'm going to see if he wants some of those Polo shirts. So so we're gonna, we're gonna, we'll, we'll talk about it. And um, okay. nevertheless, I need you all to go there and see what Dane got going on, the Colteric Tees. Thanks, Bradford, for posting that up in the room. Check my nigga out. He's got something for you. This ain't, this ain't charity. This here right here is power symbols, power. So y'all need to get with it. Go on, get with it. You know what I'm saying? Hootie hoo. All right, Playboy. Um, I'm going to enjoy the show, baby. Yes, sir. All right, we're going to talk um, this week, brother. All right, I got you. All right, my nigga. One. All right, right, before we get down to it, we're going to talk to my girl, Visa, too, because remember, we're doing this lecture in Florida, Elia. So we got to get that out the way. She got the spot. The flyer's coming. I just got all the last changes for the flyer. I'm going to make the flyer. But me and Visa also discussed a little future event. might sound real good to y'all. We're going to talk about that in a few seconds, but first we're going to talk about what we got going on in Florida. Visa, are you there, tall girl? Yes, I'm here. What's um, going on? I changed the venue location. It will be at the Masonic Lodge. Mm. Um, and so I, I updated it's all going to be on the Eventbrite posting so everybody will, that I'll be posting out. So everybody will see where the venue is changing from the hotel. But it's still in the same distance from the Orlando and Tampa International Airport. Same distance, mm-hmm. 40 minutes each way. 40 minutes each way. We're still yep. doing it on the same date, right? November 12th. Second Saturday in November. Yeah, starting at 7 o'clock. Okay. Webinar? Webinar is included, and we will be recording as well. So there will be a DVD. So this shit yeah, is uncorrectly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I said, next week or well, way before next week, probably tomorrow, I'm going to get a fly done, put it up. I'm going to post it everywhere I can. It's going to definitely be in the Colteric Tees group, Pandemonium group. 
a co-lectures group or wherever else you have been seeing flyers. You will see the flyers, and you will have the information to contact Visa tonight. She'll give you that in one second on the flyers to contact her, the location, the date, the time, all the relevant information. What is the name of the lecture, Visa, we're talking about here? The name of the lecture is The Power of Myth. That's the name of the lecture. Sounds good. That means I'm going to go in. That's That's a good topic. That's going to be one I'm going to drop on. I'm going to show you how mythology, which black people feel, because I've talked to black people as just stories, but I'm going to show you how they have much more to do with your everyday, and it can be used in your everyday than we have been using them for wisdom and understanding and actually a message that you're a generalized message that your ancestor let uh, left behind about the nature of you, the human psyche, the God psyche, your DNA, subconscious mind, unconscious mind, all of these things that are intertwined story form. Oh, yes, indeed it will. In story form where they simplified it for you and I to understand the story. In fact, that's what they do with the Bible. They tell you Bible stories as a child. The idea is you're supposed to eventually grow hear these same mythology stories as a child, told over and over to you at bedtime. They just did it in that last movie, Miss Pettigrew's Weird Children or Special Children, that movie that's out now. What's that? I don't know what. But it, it's, 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 a, it's a movie out now. It's out right now. The Strange or Weird Children. It's, it's, it's a, right, wow. Miss Pedigree's Home for Peculiar Children. But not that's the last one i just seen it in. But you always see the same scenario in all of these movies. The grandpa tells the stories to the child, bedtime stories from a book or wherever. And then the kid comes to find out the stories are real. All the time, the grandfather was actually just training him for a future time. He thought and told them they were just fairy tales, but turns out they're real people. All the time you see this scenario, and they just showed it in this movie. This is because this comes from a concept. They showed in the movie Alexander uh, young Alexander, his father taking him into these caves and all these cave writings, which which had this Greek or whatever it was, Greek, yeah, Greek mythology all over it, or Roman, which whichever that motherfucker was, Greek, I think, uh, whatever. And um, so he's telling the mythology. So these stories were told over. Now the idea, these same Egyptian mythologies, the ancient mythologies, the African mythologies, were told over repetitiously. Because I told y'all what repetition does in terms of programming the psyche. So you, once you knew the story on a child level, then when you went into these particular deeper levels of shamanism or, or, or initiation, they would just start explaining these stories cosmically. So this character that you heard and knew, let's say like Harry Potter, that you've seen a thousand times, then they would start explaining they, he represents Horace, let's just say, which he does in the movie. And you would okay. say, uh, uh, what's the bad guy in Harry Potter again? Voldemort. He represents Set in the movie. 
Harry Potter's parents die, his mother and father. They represent Isis and Osiris in the movie. So this Harry Potter story that you heard, they would then connect these deities to it. But they would connect the star of this, the serious star, this and that. Then eventually, the next level of your initiation, they would start connecting these parts to your body, your heart, and basically saying, you're Harry Potter or you're Haru. You're this one. Yeah. This is in you and blah, 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 blah. All these things are in you. And then they would then explain, and this would be a way to uh, uh, not raise up the ego, because when you was four years old and I told you you was God, oh, my goodness, these motherfuckers act like that now. You're four years old. Give me a cookie now, bitch, until you keep hitting your son in the mouth. And, you know, and, and, and I know Visa, we, we swap children's stories, trying yeah. to outdo each other about how fucked up these boys are. These niggas walk around like gods now with no fucking money, using our money. So imagine if you tell them at a young age, you're Horace. So they understood the concept of the ego, so it would be thoroughly brought to them to the, you eventually get to the understanding that these things are interplayed in the body. And you could see what they did in the Bible. What they did in the Bible was give you, at a young age, Bible stories. And then they would never give you the advanced science on what these characters or symbols represented. And when they didn't do that, something set in called arrested development. Therefore, with this same arrested development in your thinking, you leave the church because Jesus ain't real. And then what you do is go to fucking the Orishas, and worship them with your same arrested development. There's someone out in the cosmos named Oshun that you need to appease. This is not in you. You're her daughter. You know what I'm saying? This, you, you're not that bitch. You're her daughter. Or, you know what I mean, Horace, and they said, uh, what's that guy? Now they're calling him an agent. Uh, the one who, uh, the black guy who started speaking first, and he got into a fight with Ostraquazy and Sonetta. Uh, uh, they're going to say it in the group. No, 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 no. Not these young niggas. Old, that old nigga. And he was taking people to Cain. He used to be a preacher. And he was taking people to Egypt. And Quazy got mad. So that's my, my gig. I can't remember. His, his name will come. And he, and they're calling him an agent now. He was supposed to debate some Muslim dude at Sarnetis and got up and said, I'm too big for that. And then they started calling him the Ray Hagen. Ray Hagen. There you go. Ray Hagen, oh. mm-hmm. what he did was said, because he was a straight Christian preacher, he said, y'all say Horace is real? I'm going to go over there and knock this shit out the park, show you niggas about my sweet Jesus. Then he went over there Boy, I tell him. Yeah, shit is real right now. <laughs> he went over there and um, he uh, he um, <laughs> seen all the mythology, found out Jesus wasn't real, came back and started telling niggas all about Horace. So he was doing trips over there and all of this kind of shit. But what turned out was, without the because of his arrested 
development in this area. We're not talking about his intelligence. We're not talking about him being pure of heart when he's doing it. I don't even know. I don't know if he's sinister or pure of heart. Not even trying to make a comment on it. But what we can do, what I do know, is what was happening was he took all that Egyptian shit and Christianized it. That's clear. That's not just something I'm saying. That's something that's been said over and over again. So he's still still seeing Horus as the same energy as Jesus. Just changed. The names were changed, but the mentality is still the same. How do I know this personally? Because when I was giving out flyers for Aleem, I went to his lecture out here to give out flyers. And this, I promise you, them niggas were singing, lift every voice and sing in the beginning. They were still singing church hymns. I couldn't take it. I would walk outside and get my kundalini together. So I get it. Different strokes, different folks. It is what it is. Whatever you say it is, you like it, I love it. So it's not a judgment as much as I see this all the time because you haven't advanced or evolved your, where you have been stuck on this outside of yourself energy as something that's going to save you or you need to worship or raise up instead of understanding this something that comes from within. These concepts, all of these concepts, were all explanations of you. None of them niggas in the Bible ever walked the fucking earth. There's no such man as Solomon, Joshua, Moses, Jesus, Abraham. Listen, niggas. If you go into Hindu mythology, the father and mother name is Brahma and Sarasvati. Later, where you get Abraham and Sarah, you th- that's a fu- you think that's a fucking coincidence? No, they're trying to tell you these are all symbols. So this arrested development that we have is the problem, not what we hoping on and choking on, all of that can be changed in the instant. Yeah. My brother Kenneth, Kenneth Robinson's in my class. Generations deep of Christianism in his family. So it was easy for him to almost turn Jesus off as somebody who don't live. You can find that in five minutes. But in your psyche, Jesus lives hard. And I know that. You understand? I know that for a lot of niggas. In your psyche, Jesus lives. Even though you outwardly saying he never lived, but in your heart and mind, because whatever you substitute it for, it fills in that gap, that vacuum that you've created once you said, I can't stay in this church. My mama act too stupid. My father act too stupid. The shit ain't real. I can't stay in here. But you didn't close the vacuum or the gap that says, I need a savior. So you just transform you just transform into whatever it is you do. Yeah, yeah. That's why I mean, see just how much you went into it tonight, just imagine if we're still riding on the mythology now, Pan coming to Florida only forty minutes away from Disney World. You right. know, Magic Kingdom, all that shit going on. So right. just the whole the whole this mystique, everything just kinda ties in. Nice. You know, what we're going to be speaking on, because that, that's what we're going to draw into. I'm drawing the energy for the event. The whole the whole theme is going to be around the Magic Kingdom and all these mythological um, excellent and everything. So 
we I'm really looking forward to it because it's something that we, me and Tracy, have been talking about hard lately. So, you know, we're really looking forward to you coming and building off of that energy you got of uh, having. Pan, when it comes to Florida, through Magic Kingdom, where we know all the Harry Potter, all that Disney shit. Right. Now you're getting it. Now they're getting it. Now we get it. We're going to speak on yeah. it. Oh, God damn it. I yeah. like that. Yeah. So we, I'm going to put it down. Like I said, I stand there from sun up to sundown. You ask them niggas on Little Rock, they crawled the fuck up out of there. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I was sure doing jacks. only thing that was hurting was my bunion. <laughs> but in my bag, niggas didn't know I had my flops. You know what I'm saying? I had a flip flop on you niggas and kept it. Huh? you going to be in Orlando with you? He talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm telling you, he is sipping his drink like the most interesting man alive right now. So I think he's going to be there. I think he's coming through. You got international drive. You got the Wonder House. It's just so much. I mean, Orlando is just built off of that. That's all it is. Right, like, just off the, off the mythology. It affects you. It's just going to be how it, how things work out with you. And being in this environment, I can't wait to see what happens. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to fuck around like wear that Superman onesie. <laughs> hey, nobody ain't going to say a thing but laugh. Yeah, God, they, they, they better, they, nigga better say something. I got my onesie on, nigga. Right. Be, and every time I walk, I'm going to make the flying sound. Yeah. I don't know now. You might switch it up and hit that Harry Potter a little bit. So yeah, not, somebody y'all got to do it. I can't do this alone. Somebody better dress up. You can dress up as Hermione. <laughs> I'm pretty sure gonna come through. I'm yeah, we can do what we do. Being right here, somebody gonna come through dressed up as some. Oh yeah, with it. Let let them let them come. I want you niggas yeah. to come to Florida. Yeah. So Come to the land of the mythology. That is the land of mythology. We're going to break this shit down. And I'm going to do some study on Florida because now that you point out, there's a lot of mythological shit going on down there yeah. in yeah. Orlando. So I'm going to see the history of Orlando and all the rest of that shit. Yeah. All, all, all children's escape mythology. Yeah. And don't forget about the alligator. Universal Studios. All mythology. All mythology. This, it all yeah. lands... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we gotta invest I gotta investigate that. We need to yeah, this is gonna be a lecture. This is gonna be some forget, shit. Don't forget now Florida has a swamp and all those alligators. So mm-hmm. that kinda of ties into a lot too with the with the deities down here with the that's um synonymous with the alligators. So back. Yeah, we'll see. Well I did a whole uh uh lecture on So Beck and um Har- Horace the Elder being the same and thing. Mom, and Mommy Walter. Yeah, I know. I did. I did that already. I don't even remember that one. But Horace, so back uh, the primal Horace the Elder, the transformation. Mm-hmm. But but you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of Horace Savior figures, central figures. You know, Mickey Mouse is a central motherfucking figure. Yeah. And that yeah. motherfucker was on the screen. You paid attention. All yeah. the motherfucking Anubises, Pluto, and Goofy. <laughs> I mean, oh, no. I mean, I mean, everything from from your breakdown from Wizard of Oz, you're gonna see a lot of Wizard of Oz stuff. Right. Here, um, just just any of those old cartoons, Snow White, Cinderella. Right. They, 
Making they're right, they're making this an escape, space mountain and all that good shit. Yeah, back to the future. All oh, of that. Yeah. And then, and then on top of that, you have the icon stuff like the Bob Marley's and the mm-hmm. uh, all those stuff is close together. Bob Marley's, BB King, Hard Rock, all that is close together. House Blues, it's mm-hmm. all close. So you get to build also off not off of just the the cartoon characters, but also the legends that that pass through. They have big lines and stuff like that. That sounds good. We're gonna deal with it. And you know, you told me we got a brother from London gonna fly yeah. out for the lecture. Mm-hmm. Niggas yeah. taking this shit seriously. You know what I'm saying? So when I hear that, that makes me take it seriously. So Florida, November. What's the date? November twelfth. November twelfth. Uh, mm-hmm. What's your information so they can call you? Your email. And that's why I said Christian and them dumb nigga. It's Christian is. Dumb, dumb. The guy kid. from London, his name is Uchi Obiago, something like that. I can't pronounce it, but Obiago mm-hmm. that's from the UK. So he said he's making his reservations that he will be here. Okay, okay. my information is um, BCWC, that's B I S E W E S I at gmail.com. My phone number is 863. Three five four one one six five. One more time. In the webinar, it's B C W E C B as in Victor I S E W E S I at gmail dot com. Phone number eight six three three five four one one six five. All right. That's November twelfth. Uh, uh, Danielle, she needs your address. Oh, let me give the the lodge address. You need a liar's address? No, the lodge address. Okay, go ahead. Three oh two South Florida Avenue, Barto, Florida, three three eight three zero. Again, what? Again that's three sorry, again that's the Masonic Lodge at three twenty, I'm sorry. South Florida Avenue, Bartow, B A R T O W, Florida, three three eight three zero. Nice, okay. And give me your number just once again, so they can call you to get on the webinar or call you with whatever questions they may need to get to this location. Because I'd rather see your asses in the seat. Too far to get in the seat. Get on that webinar, son. Yeah, the one we will be posting the the event right about pandemonium, brother panic stage. We'll be able to get it there. But okay, you'll be able to link just pandemonium, or we're gonna post it in occult esoteric tease as well. Yeah. So if uh, you know you're not in, Dane is approving everybody. So go ahead now. Okay. Occult esoteric tease group on Facebook or Pandemonium group on Facebook, which most of you guys have to be in. If you're not in the group, I'm not just adding any members. You add a nigga and they just be in that motherfucker on some real hate shit. So just send me a, a, a Facebook message. Add me to the group. I'll be happy. To, that's, that's, I'm going to add you. Okay. Again, Sorry, my phone number is uh, 863. Real. You hear me? Again, my phone number Six, five. All right. It's for November 12th in Florida. Let's get it. You know what I'm saying? 
November 12th in Florida. So we're going to do it like this and do it like that and do it like that and do it like this. Yep. This is what you're saying. So, all right, VC, we're going to get into some questions. Get Brother Liar on. And we'll talk soon out of these. All right, we're going to get Brother Liar in the building, get some of these questions in. We done wrapped it up and chatted it up, get at least one or two in for the night, some science going. And uh, as soon as I find Brother Liar, we in business. Where you at? Where you at? There we go, brother. Elias in the building. All right, peace, brother. Elias. Peace, panic. What's good, brother? Just chilling, my nigga. Just chilling. Just reveling in getting in your book, my nigga. I want to congratulate you. Your book is out. Niggas could get it. Niggas need to get it. Niggas better run to go get it. Let God <laughs> out, nigga. Just let him out. So congratulations, and you Appreciate know people that. been supporting. So. So this week has been a pretty good week for book sales. We need to keep them going. A lot of good feedback on the book, brother. So tell us about the book. Tell us what it's about. Tell us how they could get it. Tell us anything you want to tell us about this book because we dying to know. Uh, definitely we'll get into the book. Uh, you know, want to say what's up to the Pandemonium family. What's good, Dane? What's good, Tina Cole, D. Saxy? I see Seer Grant out there, Dark Yogi. Um, yeah, everything's been going great with the book. All y'all been uh, definitely showing love, love the Pandemonium family. We've definitely been showing love. Everybody that's ordered uh, before today, your copy is on the way or you should have it. Um, and, you know, so as the orders come in, I'm definitely shipping them out. And, um, yeah, it's been, uh, the origin comes from beautiful. The videos, I promised y'all, should be up by tomorrow night. And so I'll send you a special email to let you know that those videos are up as well, um, in which I'll be talking about um, going deeper into uh, um, questions, you know, how to tap into your passion, so questions to kind of wake that up in you, and also how to, um, how to move through fear because a lot of times when our spirit is challenging us to grow, when our spirit is saying, okay, it's, it's time for you to, you know, do a new move. It's time for you to really start stepping into why the, why, why the hell are you even here? A lot of times it's, it's uh, scary because when you've been programmed to work like that, when you've been programmed to, to do things that's potentially outside the system or just do things that we know are supposed to do because we might be so set up with our current lifestyle. So how to deal with that fear when that arises, um, you know, I got I did a video on that that um I'll be sending you an email on. Everybody already got it. And then if you get it, it's gonna already it's gonna be available once you get the book too. So um for for y'all who don't know, uh the, the book is about um a lady who um you know has a regular job and she has it for about ten years and she's she, she begins to come, you know, discontent with the job and basically depressed about having it, wonders why. And it's about her process to figure out that, you know, she left her true passion behind and how to find her passion again, her purpose, and her process to go from being a full-time employee 
doing her hustle on the side and then becoming a full-time entrepreneur. So it's about that journey. Um, and so once again, so far I have been getting good feedback on the book and, uh, I've been told it's, it's definitely inspirational and, uh, has, uh, some, some good, you know, anecdotes and how to's as far as, you know, how to get yourself moving along that path as well. So, uh, yeah, so definitely appreciate all the love, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. I like what you were just saying about, cause that's really, I think the key, that's a big deal right there. It's the fear. Cause as soon as you, the, the first thing you hear when you say anything, even I'm working towards quitting my job to be this gentleman of leisure, fear, you know, you think I, I'm gonna pay my bills. What if that gas bill? Because all you've been trained to do, your parents' first fear, you need to go to school so you get a job. Finish that so you get a job. Get your diploma so you get a job. Try to get you in college. Try to get that. Take a trade. Do some good yep. job, get a job, get a job, get a job. So when somebody mm-hmm. is really saying, you can roll through this shit without a job, it's hard to do. Now, this was always my motherfucking mentality. You know what I'm saying? When I was 14, I made my first rap record. We used to work at this drugstore with, with this old mean motherfucker. But we used to just quit, come back. We were so young. We quit. We run out of rap money because rap money wasn't like this money now. We just said we need a job. They'll say, oh, come back in. Start on Monday. We was racist as a motherfucker, but they would always hire our black asses for years. This is all I did. So I really had no skill but that. I got a friend who got that job at 19. That motherfucker is still doing this job at drugstores. Now, he's been managers and run stores and got percentages in stores. But it's still too volatile. It's not really a skill. When they say, I could pay a nigga half what you get to do the same thing. This nigga got, he was there since he was 19. So this nigga got about 28 goddamn years of experience. Shit. 28 years of experience. He's 48 like us, Prince. Um, uh, he's another, Him and Dane are cool, too. Me and Prince got really, really cool. Prince was another nigga that showed me how to deal with humans based upon my age at that time, how to pretty much just be a smiling nigga. And, okay. But so Prince had a role, too. Prince is not conscious. He's a 5%er, but that's as far as it goes. And, you know, that story's sad sometimes. <laughs> but uh, the point I'm getting at is... Uh, He's been there since he was 19. He got me the job first at age 19. That nigga ain't never did nothing else. But like I said, mm. he's ran stores. You know what I'm saying? He's on a high executive level, but never since nothing else. To tell him that you could do this by yourself is impossible. Now, over the years, I would quit jobs. I was working at a record label, which was good money. This wasn't even the nigga record labels. This is a record label called Roadrunner Records. Roadrunner Records is like probably like the Def Jam of the white world in, in okay. hard underground rock. Like I used to just say, you know, tell regular white boys that yeah, work at Roadrunner, they would lose it. And I didn't have that feeling because I didn't know what, it was, what that was. In fact, that's part of the reason I got hired because I was so uh, not interested, you know what I'm saying? So they knew as an office manager I would be able to, to, to pimp that shit out without any... Uh, feeling any kind of way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
In fact, I hired this white boy who I didn't realize was starstruck. My boss came upstairs and said, yeah, that, nigga's, that nigga walking around with his head in the lights. I said, well, he's doing what he needs to do. He said, I'm not saying fire him, but I'm saying if that becomes a problem, just pay attention. Oh, I said, no, his ass is gone if he's doing that. But that's how, like, the, the A&R niggas, Monty, uh, what was his name? Monty, not Monty Lippman, Monty Connors. I remember I was talking this when I went to other eight, uh, IT jobs. I was like, yeah, I used to work at Roadrunner. You know Monty Connors? Yeah, yeah, that's my man. Oh, I said, damn, I ain't know Monty Connors had these niggas. He said, yeah, because he signed typo negative. You tell me all the niggas he signed, which is pretty much legends in that game. Mm. I remember being conscious, having a conversation, and somebody told me, I I used to, somebody told me, you need to be more like Max Cavalera, I think his name, which was in a group called Soulfly, which was from Brazil, that dealt with a little canumbly. They just had it in their music as themes. They wasn't really on it. That he did another group called, I can't remember, but he was saying, you should be like him. I'm like, oh, that bitch? Nigga said, first of all, I used to work at Roadrunner level, Records, and I'll include my nephew on this email, which I got him the job there, and he works there now. These niggas ain't nothing. Those are performers. There was a dark group called, uh, a satanic group called Deicide. They did these pitches, shut down the whole plan in Mexico. They didn't want to work because the pitch was that. I'm like, and these are regular niggas. They ain't even on nothing. There were so many Baphomet symbols as a form of artwork. Them niggas is not into nothing. Just that Ant- Anton LaVey shit. You know what I'm saying? Not into nothing. Doug was the boss. The white Ivy League white man. When I quit that job, he was so couldn't figure it out. He still can't figure it out because he's on my Facebook and he sees some of the most ratchet, anti-friendship posts that he can find. Scared. I get, oh, I just torture him just because he used to be the boss and thought he was my boss. I still torture him now. Like he had in Manhattan, which I didn't know. Because like I said, this was a smart white man. Okay. Uh, put, uh, let me get a liar back on. But this was a smart white man. So he had a picture up. He said... Doing, he said the sun actually lines up with Manhattan's grid, which I didn't know this, twice a year during the solstices. He said you can see the sun as it lines up in Manhattan. So you see him in the picture watching Manhattan, you know what I'm saying? And um, I'm like, well, you know, um, this is, so I wrote on his picture as a joke, are you a good witch or a bad witch? You know what I'm saying? Because he's sitting out there on these solstices. So this is depending on the definition of what there is good or bad. Then he got lights. I can't remember what I said, but I went through his ass with so much metaphysical context to just show him, you're not as smart as you think. He used to think he was smart. This white man sat me in the room and said to me one day, he said, we just went to see Dream Girls. He said, and the, and the black women got up, and they sang that song, I am telling you. He said, she got up, and all these fat black women got up, and you could see them singing with her. My man don't want me. The world don't want me. I'm fat. I said, hold the fuck up. What the fuck are you talking about? I said, you need to understand this. What 
black man, do, have you ever fucking seen that do not want no fat black woman? Nigga, that's you and your fucking people. No, I'm just saying, uh, nah, nigga, don't just say you offensive and don't even know it. You know what I'm saying? Real dumb, smart guys. All he did was listen to the Wu-Tang. That shit was funny. That nigga had detail. In, these white people, they crazy. I just don't know what it is. He had detailed Wu-Tang information, like real shit, like shit that we know. Shit like, shit like, uh. You could take the RZA rapping, but just in small amounts. <laughs> like, he said this shit. He said, yeah, you know, I'm listening to all the side cats, you know, Killer Army and them niggas. But the main, I'm like, he, because he was a big George Clinton, uh, Funkadelic, Parliament Funkadelic fan, and he liked the way George Clinton pulled it off and felt RZA was pulling off the same way. But nevertheless, that ain't got nothing to see his heart. I think he was a nice guy. I think he was well-intended. He was sweet, but the, the, and he was considered smart by American Ivy League standards. But me sitting with him, he's probably one of the dumbest motherfuckers I've met. And I've met some dumb motherfuckers. When you come to this metaphysic, spirituality, this inner knowing, this intuition, you get what I'm saying? Just that dumb dream girl shit he was saying. And, you know, he's saying this shit, and I want to be like this dude, you know what I'm saying? Because after, you know, I used to come up there and get my mail shit out for free because I got my man the job. So I used to mail my shit out through them. He didn't know. So I come up there, you'll see me. My, plus, I got my nephew the job. So my nephew, just, I would still be up there every once in a while. And what you up to? I'm saying, man, I'm just living it up, nigga. You know what I'm saying? I rap money. Damn, I wish I could be like you. I said, I know. I know. You know what I'm saying? Then I went into IT. Then I came back. Now he knows Gentleman Elysia. I make sure he sees on Facebook, this is the book. Like, little shit. Like, uh, I used to prank niggas who came to the job because I had to welcome everybody to the job when they came in. You know what I'm saying? Make sure they had keys, walked them around. This is this, this, that was the general manager. So I used to send them an email just to see if they was cool because, you know, this is a record label. You got to be cool. So spoof email. You know what I'm saying? And I used to use the name Papa Large. So, boom, it just be wise. I'm saying, wow, shit. You know what I'm saying? I can't remember. But everyone got me. So, Doug was against it. Jonah was the other manager. He was with it because he was the one that was on the floor. Doug was the finance. But I technically, Doug was my boss because I was in, the, I was in, I was in uh, the executive area. He's the, on the floor nigga. used to do it. So, that's, this, first of all, I did, there was a white boy named Bob Johnson. I did 10 things why Bob Johnson is really black. One, two, three. I said, the number one thing is he married a white woman. And niggas was dying off of this shit. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, I know you got that from somewhere. Personally, I'm, he just couldn't really see that I would, couldn't make that up. Eventually, after all of these jokes, smooth emails, he's like, well, you, you, somewhere in you, you need to write something somewhere. Like, get the fuck out of here, motherfucker. I could do this tomorrow. Like, it's just beyond him. The true genius of black people, while he's studying it with Wu-Tang and all the rest of this, like these are just one, this sideways phenomenon. He hit me one time. I don't know what we was talking about. Black people got strikes, three strikes against you. You already got two strikes against you. That little slavery shit your father used to tell you, I ain't playing in this game. I ain't got no fucking strikes against me. What the fuck are you talking about? He just couldn't fathom that shit. Smart, dumb guys. You get what I'm saying? So even in him, 
when I was like, nigga, I'm just, I could feel the fear of leaving his job. I could feel now, which I keep posting, him seeing me now. And all them niggas, was, all them white boys is on my uh, uh, Facebook. The fear, when I'm just, I'm looking up. Now, the book. You should have did some writing. Yeah, now I'm writing against your fucking whole, the whole framework, nigga. Mm-hmm. If you want to look at it like that. But even in this white man, the fear. And he's the Ivy League, been had my house, been successful. Die. So imagine the average Joe walking around here saying you could quit because we're the ones who want to quit. I was just in a position where I could do that shit a few times and make it happen for a good stretch. You know what I'm saying? Even before the herb packs, this was a lifestyle. I wasn't working a year. You know, you just got to manipulate that uh, unemployment and shit like that. Yeah, hell yeah. That's I mean, you rock that too before uh, uh, active income. But the thing I'm getting at is even he was scared. So I am glad I didn't realize that in your book, uh, "Let God Out," what you did was address that fear issue because that's the biggest thing. If nobody ain't gonna say it, that's the biggest thing. And by the way, nigga, I tasted a piece of that chicken tonight, nigga. Watch that shit is like. It's supposed to be. <laughs> All right. But in your book, please talk a little bit more of how you address that fear because that's important. And that's, I think, to be a big focal point for a lot of folks and why they would get a book like this to try to help them get over the fear so they could eventually get on to a lifestyle that they want instead of this slave-ass lifestyle. Even if you got a good job, you fucking a slave. But I'm saying if you got a good job and you're happy, you should still read the book for the principles. You get what I'm saying? You got a bad job and they fucking waxing that ass every day at Walmart? <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I address it in a, num- a number of ways um, in, in the book. Um, and definitely on the video, I, I go into it a little more hardcore, actually. Um, but to to start off, you know, with the fear, the, the 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 first the first point is to understand, you know, what what is fear? What why is it popping up? You know what I'm saying? And, and the reason why fear pops up is because you're dealing with the unknown. Mm, and whenever right. we deal, and whenever we deal with the unknown, there's going to be some fear there. It's the same thing as when you were a child and you were sitting in the dark. Mm-hmm. The reason why the closet was so scary was because it seemed unknown. And if you saw, like, an image in there, it looked like a dude. It was scary to you cut on the lights, and you saw it was just a hat with a shirt and some pants. Mm-hmm. But when you was looking in there, it was you know, you thought it was the boogeyman or something, you know, because you, you, your mind was playing tricks on you. So mm-hmm. what happens is that people begin to create all these scenarios around leaving their job before those realities even come to pass if they will ever come to pass it's just pre-imagination so it's like okay well what if this happens well what if i can never pay my rent again what if i can't you know uh, keep clothes on my back what if i can't what if i can't right mm-hmm. and all of those what ifs and i can't um end up you know creating this these feelings that are real but they're created from from these false ideas that don't even mm-hmm. exist yet so the way to counter that is to focus on what you can do. So what you can do is start working on 
your passion why you still got a job. What mm-hmm. you can do is focus on what you love on your off hours so that you can start learning how to generate income while you still got that job and that security base. So what I'm, what I'm saying is that um, uh, uh, you can uh, mediate some of those uh, insecurities that come up by, you know, just getting to work while you still got a job. If that's what you're really afraid of is losing income, well, start making income while you still got it. Develop two incomes, and then once that other income starts really bubbling, you can make a move with more safety if that's, if that's you know, where you're at. You know, and metaphysically, you know, when we're talking about this unknown area, this darkness, well, ultimately, we're all here to just learn ourselves. We're here to know thyself. So when you look into that darkness and you feel fear, when you hear leave your job, you feel fierce because you don't know that part of yourself. It's still, you need to shine light on that darkness. You need to wake that part of yourself up. And so by going into that fear, you you have the ability, what I call in the book, finding every available resource. When you go when you go into yourself like that, you'll see that all the resources you need to overcome, you know, having to depend on a job is already inside of you. You just got to be willing to face it. You got to be willing to go into the area yourself, that unknown area, shine some light on it, and everything that you need is already there. You know, what I'm saying that God that's waiting to come out that can be that man of leisure. Woman of leisure is already there. Nice, right? See, perfectly said. Wow, man. See, this is this is some intellectual uh, uh, fire-ass spiritual end result shit. I'm seeing you got going on here, brother man. Appreciate it. Yeah, when uh, where can they get the book? Let's make sure we get that information out. So then, I mean, this is just something to have. Because I hear the intelligence in it no matter what you're trying to do. Because it's still, even if you decide to keep your job, it still sounds like you speak to ways they can have realizations and actually participating and doing stuff or breaking through the mold of things they feel they, their spirit needs to be doing. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you can get the book at uh, Eliah Wells, E-L-I-A-H-W-E-L-L-S.com. Um, I do ship them out as soon as the orders come in, so don't even worry about that. And uh, uh, absolutely, you know what I'm saying, the book's definitely got some things in there um, just to help you deal with yourself because that's all That's all we're really – that's all this is about, you know what I'm saying? So what I, what I found in my journey is that the entrepreneur – and this may not be true for everybody, you know what I'm saying? But, but what I found is that the entrepreneurial journey – has been the, 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 one of the greatest ways for me to go through self-discovery because of the challenges of it, because of the way you have to grow as a person, because of the way you have to be able to listen to your spirit and move in a state of knowing without there being all these um, completely solidified ways that you're going to get paid per se. You know, so right. you have to be able to move in this state of mind and the state of being that is beyond the normal uh, safety and security mechanisms that they teach us to depend upon. Right. And so uh, for me, the the entrepreneurial path has just been one that, you know, has, you know, really caused for that God to come out. It's really caused for, you know, that being to have to exist because um, uh, the jobs for me was just motherfucking torture. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, 
just sitting at a desk every day, you know, literally spinning my thumbs like, you know, what, I mean, what, I mean, what am I really supposed to be doing here? This is obscene for me to still be trying to do this shit, you know, but at the same time, you got bills and all that type of shit and so you're trying to figure it out. So I know exactly what it feels like. I've been there. I worked in corporate America for 10 years, mm-hmm. um, made money in corporate America, all that good stuff, you know what I'm saying? But um, in the book, you know, all that's addressed. You know, it's all addressed about, um, and and it's not just my plight in the book. I I take stories from friends. I take stories from family, and it's all mixed into the character um, Mm. to address, you know, different situations that people go through, um, you know, um, on that plight to to do your own thing. You know what I'm saying? And like I say, once again, it ain't for everybody, but, you know, if you just want to be able to tap into – those aspects of yourself that that you know you can do you can do more you can grow more or if you love your job but you got some passions on the side that you want to feed this book can still help you learn how to manage your time in a manner where you can still tap into all those things and double up your income so you ain't just getting money on the job you also get money with your own shit too right you won't have to just rely on uber Right. <laughs> he won't just read his book and be like, fuck it, I'm going to join Uber. And see, Uber answering that for a lot of motherfuckers. Oh, I did Uber. You yeah, know? It's, it's part of the game. Without a question. You it's know, part it, of the game. You're, just, you're supposed yeah. to. I yeah. mean, that's a game, but, you know, we're trying to get, you know, we're trying to make it more, a little bit more complex than just a Uber thing. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. As your only option. To get some money, because you, I see some of the people that showed me up, you, you picked me up. You could tell this is this is this, this shit right here is as good as it get. Old people and shit, like you niggas ain't supposed to be driving. Like nigga, we got to get this money. Uber in the commercial, Uber itself say the word side hustle. Yep. So you need a side hustle. Join Uber, baby. Yep, and, and I, I would hustle on. I would if I would advise that y'all do both. I saw somebody mention on the chat. Um, Nayamati, I think, but yeah, I, I think Lyft in Atlanta, at least Lyft definitely paying more than Uber. You know what I'm saying? So if you're doing, Lyft is you're doing more it. than Uber, Lyft pay for wait time, the whatever. But you know, that, <laughs> you know what I mean, I'm saying what you mm-hmm. want is a little bit more of a book that brings you the strategy that can get you even past something that they handing to you as a side hustle. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. That's yeah, the because- difference. If, right. if it comes down to Uber or Lyft, I'm not knocking anybody's hustle. But when Uber is sitting there saying this is a side hustle, what they're really saying is we just got another extra job that you could do. That's easy. We'll put you on. You don't really need an end- interview as long as your car's up to standards, and you can make whatever. Because I told you I seen my man Rob. That nigga picked me up. So my question to him was, which I asked all them Uber niggas, but I'm going to ask him because he's going to tell me. I said, what's the most you made in a day? He said, 500. He said, but nigga, that was sun up to sun down, my nigga. Yep. But even yep. if you make 500 extra a week, you know what I'm saying? That's going to keep some lights on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, in the book, I definitely talk about that. And mm-hmm. Good. Um, the, 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 the spin that I, that I put on it is that when you do Uber, you're doing Uber for the money. Right. Mm. And that's not really what what I'm talking about. What what mm. we're talking about is you finding the thing that really gets passion. your passion. Why, why right. are you on this motherfucking planet? 
You know right. what I'm saying? And, and it has to do with some work, some service, where not only are you, you know, doing the things that make you happy, but you're also being of service to, you know what I'm saying, the, the you know, the, the family out here. So mm-hmm. um, right. that's that's what the book's about. The book's about not chasing a dollar. The mm-hmm. book's about going after what you love and the money will come. Right, right. Nice. And and that's that's even better than just a side hustle because that's what I didn't want people to get confused with. You sell them as a side hustle. You got illa side hustles than motherfucking Uber because what you was doing uh, with your house was just enough. And if niggas wanted to really turn it up, you could just you could just get an apartment. And uh, what do they call it again that you was doing? Yeah, I still do Airbnb. I don't pay rent. You know right. what I'm saying? So um, uh, all you do is uh, you rent your place out. And you put you put the mark on it that you want per month. So, however much you want to make per night, you basically turn your house into a hotel. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I did. And you know what I'm saying? Uh, I charge a rate that's lower than the hotels in my area. Mm-hmm. But that you know will, will will take care of my rent in ten nights. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you know, stay at my girl's crib, stay at one of my boys' cribs, whatever, and you know, rent the house out for you know what I'm saying. Last time I did, in September, I did 10 days. And that 10 days, guess what? I was in Miami anyway. Right. So while I'm in Miami, got somebody staying there, they knocking out, you know what I'm saying, my my uh, my, my monthly uh, rent for the month. So, yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of different hustles that you can get into. And mm-hmm. that's, um, that's, that's probably going to be the next book where I um, really get into a lot of different entrepreneurial um, hustles that people can do where it right. doesn't take a lot of time, but you can, you know, make some decent side money doing that shit, and it can relieve some... Almost no money down. See, this is some real gentleman of leisure shit right here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's that nice. Airbnb, if you can do it, man, like, one of my homegirls, she's doing that shit. She got a spot in Buckhead, mm-hmm. and uh, she, uh, we talked about it before, you know, well, when she told me she was getting into it, I was already doing it. And, um, you know, you know, we strategized one night and she got herself a place set up and she's charging 200 a night. And, uh, she, all she does is rent that mug out full time. Right. So Cause you I mean, could just get a, you just could get a place just to do Airbnb. Absolutely. So you, ain't so buy, got, you could just rent a place and right. your rent will be whatever. And then you just make sure you cover it with the Airbnb. Just keep it pat. And you just do it. That's, that's based upon location. Yep. So Buckhead yeah. out here, that's that Buckhead is that shit out here. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just one of the spots. The whole the whole Atlanta is popping. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like well, right, I'm, I'm sure yeah, Atlanta is popping. Everything near yeah. the city, that's clear. But Buckhead is is the is the upscale shit. They they market yeah. it. When you see all them loving hip hop, all them motherfuckers being Buckhead. That that mall and all of that shit, Lennox Mall and yep. all that good shit. That whole mm-hmm. area. If you get something in that motherfucking area. It's got the prestige where you can ask for more. Oh, yeah. yeah. But you could ask for it. But like you said, in Atlanta, you could just ask for whatever. But I'm sure people got whatever in there. You know, everybody live wherever they live, and they know where the place to be is. See, when we did it, when we went to Savannah, Georgia, this lady had a small little house, a little two-bedroom. She turned a bath. It was just under the steps. She made a little bathroom, a second one. Little kitchen. It looked like a little New York apartment. You know what I'm saying? So I was good. 
in old Savannah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Too nice to pay like a G and change. Oh, damn. No, 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 no. We paid six or seven. Okay. No, 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 no. My bad. We paid nine, and she gave me like 150 back, some shit like that. So it was 750 or something like that. Uh, and, or, and, and I thought she was going to give me 200 but she gave me 150 back. But And that was like for two nights. We came, no, two or two, two and a half. So we came in uh, Friday night or Friday, stayed Saturday, left Sunday morning. It's left the keys under the door, and we threw the keys back in the slot, and that was that. Yep. And the, the reason why I like Airbnb is so much better. And I mean, you can you can also use uh, um, uh, FlipKey. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I, I don't just got my place on on one. I got them on you know more than one site where people mm-hmm. can you know uh, book it. But um, or and um, it's passive income. Mm-hmm. So when right. you're doing when you're doing Uber or you're doing Lyft. You got to be out there to get that money. You got to get the you know money, right. You got to be driving, but when you just rent your place out, you chilling, ain't shit going on, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Somebody, you just rent your place out and you're doing your thing. Meanwhile, right, so you, you know can build up, the money coming in. Right, you can build up stock just laying up at your girl's, at your boy's house, wherever you can, until you save up enough grip just to get a separate place just for that. Oh yeah, yeah. Saying so, yeah, so you can have it. your own place, and just you can have this going twenty four hours. You know what I'm saying? And then you can yep. build up and get another spot, get another spot. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Depending on how you want to do it, just just keep them rented out. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Just keep yep. them busy. How yep. many mm-hmm. handle that alone is money, passive income. You just living and somebody paying you. Yep. I know you had a sports team coming to your house. Them niggas stayed for about how long? No, I had two. Uh, I had two, two, uh, two cats coming out of college. I had their agent hit me up, um, mm. and they were down here to train and get ready for the NBA draft. And so, do book sixty days with me, two months. Right, that's great right there. Now imagine oh, yeah. if you had your own spot. You know what I'm saying? where it's just, just your own spot, where you ain't really got to worry about going on. That's why Elijah was staying in the haunted house when I was giggling. Mm-hmm. That was Earl's uncle's house. That wasn't his spot. So he was staying there while he was doing the Airbnb. So when I was gigging on that haunted house, that's where he was staying because he got spots to roll at. You know what I'm saying? Yep. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? So what you have to do is just make sure you got a spot while you're getting your first joint, which is furnace in order, and then, then eventually get to a point where you where you where you rent something or perhaps buy something if you're in that position, just to rent just for Airbnbs. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It, it's in in my opinion, it's changed the whole game of real estate because where where most people used to look to, um, where most people used to look to to get a house and just rent it out. Now the real money is in you know treating your house like a hotel. Right, you know that's the that's the real money because you can make maybe five hundred off a regular renter, but you rent your house, or you can make two grand off of that house per month. Right, right, and you don't have to deal with with the pesky idea of tenants. Right, you know saying the the pesky. I didn't even think about it. me, 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 and Khadija need to look at that. Get a little spot. We'll probably do a little spot in Buckhead, just rent it out, 
You know what I'm saying? For whatever they do, you know what I'm saying? It's just Airbnb it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it, it, it's it's money just wait. My homegirl's doing five, six racks a month off of her shit. Right, five, six racks. See, that's crazy. And then and I would let my fucking sons live in an extra room in that motherfucker. It, I mean, it's it's a uh, if you if you do you can do the rent a room style too. Yep. Right. So if or, you want to just we, rent a no, room, but we probably just rent the whole thing and just just keep flipping it. I probably just let them niggas work that shit. You know what I'm saying? Let them pay their. Oh uh, yeah, you get you get them to clean. You pay. You know you got you know you know you have somebody because that's the hardest part is just cleaning right. up. But it with water, clean it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's it's a it's a beautiful thing, man. Right. Well, I, know, I know. I know people who yeah, got right. like you know eight different you know eight units. It's one there's one this is one nigga here in Atlanta. He got like eight spots. Mm-hmm. He ain't off of it. He tell you the type of numbers he was pulling. Nah, I mean, but it's easy to 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 run the numbers and guesstimate. You know, most people mm-hmm. are gonna do at least you know a thousand profit off of the month. And then mm-hmm. if you've got something in a really nice high line area, then you can probably be doing maybe, you know, 4000 mm-hmm. uh profit a month. So, you know, anywhere in between there, you can just run the numbers on what he's doing. But even in the worst case scenario, he's making right around, you know, eight racks a month. Mm. I see them Airbnbs getting bigger than them hotels. You know oh, saying? yeah, I mean... It's it's like Uber. It's like how Uber. And, that's and what I'm about to say. It's the Uber. It's the Uber of the hotel business. The way Uber yep. fucked taxi cabs up, the Airbnbs is fucking these hotels up. Because it's like you going into a home. Know what I'm saying? When me and Khadija went, you know, she's like the cooking, washing machine. Like you, we was relaxing. We was we had easy chairs, books, cable was popping. Not that just that one HBO shit. <clears throat> The yep. whole shit was popping. You know what I'm saying? So y'all niggas right there. Y'all niggas need to thank a liar right there. Little niggas trying to find a little hustle. That's beautiful. Because all you really have to have is decent enough credit to get an apartment. If you got in one, you should be able to get another one somewhere. You just really got to work till you get the money up to put that payment in down payment. You know what I'm saying? And make sure you got a landlord that ain't going to be in your business. Yep. Or in uh, your lease you gotta, that you can sub sublease. You well, know what I'm you saying? Gotta check 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 the uh the management company. Right. Right. So just make sure it ain't the same management company um who's managing the property and you good. That, right. that's that's the main piece. Because right, them you niggas gonna be here, place there, they they're gonna start, you know, saying seeing something fishy's going on. Right, 'cause you're gonna see too many new faces walking in and out. Mm-hmm. But depending on where you set up, man, ain't nobody paying attention to that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've had neighbors be like, yeah, I saw uh, uh, some uh, light, light-skinned dude coming out of your place. Like, oh, yeah, you know, friends and family coming in and out, you know. <laughs> yeah, cousin's staying with me for a while. Right, this is there. You can wash that off. But, yeah, but it's easy. But idea, like I said, you just get, that's something you have to have just a little bit of means and ingenuity, a little bit of smarts to do. But once you get that right, you know what I'm saying? You got mm-hmm. that right. You know what I'm yep. saying? Oh, yeah. It's it's a beautiful thing. You know, absolutely. Yeah, it's a little bit of nice little bit of change. So, yeah, shit like that, you know what I'm saying? You putting it down, baby, in that book. You know what I'm saying? We get putting, setting up that. So the first book pretty much starts setting up the mentality, it seems. 
Right, right. The, the, the this book is, is to uh, begin to, to to wake up that that part of, of 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 folks who, you know, was itching at something or thought they had something or thought they might want to do something and mm. kind of just let it fall asleep because of the routine and that's the matrix. The right. matrix puts people to sleep. You know, what I'm saying you get up every day at the same time, you go to work, you do the same thing every day. You know, what I'm saying it's very right. monotonous and it's very robotic. And so you mm-hmm. lose yourself in that. And so this right. book is to help snap people out of that and kind of wake them up to, man, yeah, I did love doing this. I did love doing that. Why why I put that down, man? I used to love, you know what I'm saying, whatever it is. I used to love right. singing. I used to love making beats. I used to love whatever it is. And mm-hmm. I let that go. So it's about reestablishing that. And then, you know, once, um, and I, I am coming out with an audio train. The audio train goes into, does a much deeper dive into how do you set your business up? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because it's like, you know, people see you, um, you know, uh, doing doing your thing with, with, with the classes and, and the herbs and all that, but you got to have a business acumen to keep all this shit popping. You know what I'm saying? It ain't oh, yeah. like it's taking no. care of itself. No doubt. <laughs> you know, so you, you know, oh. and you have that entrepreneurial about you because like you said you came with your first album when you was 14 so you you automatically had the entrepreneurial hustle Um, but a lot of people who may not have that already in their you know i'm saying toolkit so to speak Mm -hmm. they gotta get put up on game on here's how you do it here's how you do that here's how you do this here's how you do that you know what i'm saying so in the audio training that's what i get into here's how you set this up you want to do business online here's what you want to do you want to do this? Here's what you want to do. Boom, boom, boom. It's just walking people through a step by step on on the game on running business online. Because in my opinion, if you ain't online, you ain't really in business. Not you know no more. You got you to right. be online. Right. It don't exist. Shit. You can't even get no ass unless you're online. At this day, who the fuck is going to the club and saying what's your name anymore? Right. Right. You know, right. so, so, yeah, that's that's definitely what has to happen. You have to have an online presence. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? There's, I mean, there's 3 billion people. Look how many people that you've reached, you know what I'm saying? Right, just online. over the years, That just bought herb packs alone. Right, all <laughs> over the world. Which means if they bought an herb pack, they had to listen to... See, I'm more... It's not even... My thing is not that I sold them a herb pack. My thing is if they buy an herb pack, they heard the message. My mm-hmm. shit that is the message. That's the passion. <clears throat> my passion is to teach. The herb packs and all that maintain my physical well-being. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and that's absolutely necessary. You're not going to live in this matrix just standing on a hill with a fucking stick and a robe on or a onesie. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You know, you're going to have to get something going. So that's why it's a blessing to be able to live out your spiritual reality and make it synchronized with your physical financial reality. Mm-hmm. That's why this book is like an important book. Even if you don't plan on leaving your job and you're comfortable there, you still should be able to find or make sure or to even evaluate if you're living out some of your spiritual uh, uh, uh realities, your spiritual truth. 
So books like this is absolutely most necessary, a must-have for most of these conscious folks out here just to test where you stand in the water. And if, you, if you're not standing in deep enough water, this book will show you how to swim or just a little bit or walk out a little bit farther into that ocean of what is your reality, my niggas. You know what I'm saying? Put on a onesie, baby. You'll be able to fly. <laughs> You didn't have onesie. This, this this book is the intellectual onesie for you niggas. <laughs> yeah, it's a good start, you know what I'm saying, because I know you're going to have more books, but it, it becomes a good start to start setting up the mindset because you got to understand the level of mind control with niggas in a job is unbelievable. You, Your whole thing to say you even exist as a man that means anything on this planet, you must have a job. Dane used to say this. Shabazz used to say this. We was having this beef because we were all gentlemen of leisure. You know, Dane, you know, he was a hustler for years. Shabazz was selling his tapes and doing his lectures. <clears throat> I was, uh, I think at this time, I just was uh, taking time off. I was walking in between uh, IT jobs. My IT jobs was like no jobs. I was getting paid for sitting at home. Now, so pretty much this gentleman of leisure lifestyle, they were saying with their ladies, no matter what they did, no matter how much money they put on the table, just because they don't get up at in the morning time, just like her, it looked at them with, a, it, with little less with less favor. No right. How much the light right. bill was paid? Yep. The gas that was, mm-hmm. was uh, uh, delinquent. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Everything on point. Then, like Little Kim says, butter letters and lots of chetters. <laughs> it's so stupid. That bitch sounds stupid. I listen to that shit now. It don't last, Little Kim. In the butter letters and nice chetters. Whatever, your sweater. It's like, nigga, shut up. You know what I mean? Chanel boots and number nine suits. So they, they had them in Chanel boots and number nine suits. And they still, because hmm. when they got up in the morning to go to their slavery, these niggas is just in the bed in their third scratch. <clears throat> so these they looking at them with this lesser mindset, no matter how shit was paid. Because the mentality is, you supposed to be getting up in the morning Doing mm-hmm. the do. See, so... It was running that after, program. That's that program. And what I did was, I said, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a make Khadijah never see that reality. Because I was, now that they brought it up, I was waiting for it. I put her ass, told her, listen, fuck with me, you're going to be farting through silk. In a week. <laughs> so I had shit so comfortable, there's nothing she could say. It's not like we chipping in on the gas bill and she's going to work for it. Don't worry about it. Turn the heat up. I got this. AC on at, we, we putting the AC on in shifts. I don't know how to do that. Keep it on. But, no, but, shh, shh, sit down. Sit down. Brother Panic's got this. You see my onesie? I got this. Fly now. And sure enough, there's nothing she really could say. But but and then I gave her the ultimate gift. Look here. 
quit that slave job. Daddy has got you. So basically, when she started doing her reading, she has her own income, but she doesn't even need that. She's a kept woman. So she quit her job. You know what I'm saying? It's been a while now. And it took her a while. She had a comfortable job. Comfortable job. It took her a while to quit based upon the mind control. And, of course, when she told her mama and them, I'm going to quit, oh, but you're 401K and you're and all of these things that come along with a job, this was worrying. This was worrying or, 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 or a point of worry for these people because this is their mentality. This is who and what they are. This is what you've been trained to. And I could see it took even a moment for Khadijah to get out of the idea of having no job as something, you know, uh, uh, as a way to be. You know what I'm saying? You really had to get off of that. You've been trained your whole life. You've been working since you was fucking 13. You know, of course, starting with babysitting. Always had her own money. So when you do this, of course, it's the fear, but she was already doing readings for like a year with this job. So she's looking at this thing as ain't no hole going to happen. You know what I'm saying? And when she was getting money from the readings, because this happened to me, you feel guilty. Like, you're going to have to give this back. You're so used to going to work and sweating somewhere for money, it feels like it's free. Now, for me, I do not feel like that shit anymore. <laughs> this shit is the worst shit ever in terms of work, but it's for me. You understand what I'm saying? And and like I said, I don't get out of bed to sell herb packs. I get out of bed to eat. You get what I'm saying? So my rhythm, my swing of ups and downs becomes all uh, conducive to uh, teaching uh, better in highs and lows versus money. You know, it don't matter. I mean, it's going to be this. This For what I do in this work to raise up black people, everything dead on our side fucks with me. I don't even have to worry about it. You know what I'm saying? That's why Bobby, with no income, not less rent, is still good money. Because everything that has went to that other side fucks with him for the work he's done down here. So you, another level where you got to get and why you need to be in your spirit because everything that works with you wants to see you and will help you maintain yourself, will help you maintain your physical being. You're working with your energy and not against your energy. If you go to a job every day, you may have made it work out for you. Technically, you're working against your energy. It is modern-day slavery. Ain't no getting past that. You get what I'm saying? No matter how much you've made yourself happy at doing it, content at doing it, or how much they paid you, they showed you in roots that they paid you. You did a good job today, son. Here's an extra piece of pork fat. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, here's an extra piece of pork fat. So you got paid... You know, in different ways. So you may be getting paid, and maybe so it may not be a big deal, and it may be something that you're slated to do. So I'm not really doubting you if you're a working man or looking down on you if it's good going good. But ultimately, 
I would say this book will be a good chance for you to evaluate because it may not be a hustle for money that you may need to get into with this book. It may just be a hobby that you need to get into that you could find that by way of what this book brings to you that you may need to get into. So you may find out your ass needs to build model cars. You get what I'm saying? Your ass needs to build model airplanes. And, it may, and then you may find you may be building something to sell or it may just come up because that's the spirit works. But even if it doesn't come down on money and your money is good, you, you, you may need just to, to do that to evaluate where you are on the spiritual scale of expressing yourself. Because there's got to be something because you're here, you know what I'm saying? So that means you are here, and if you are here, then you are interested in cultivating your spirit because that's what we hear and that's what we're trying to do. So this this will be an excellent tool for it. So, Elijah, tell them where they could get it again, and we'll go into a little bit of Q&A, and then we're going to wrap this for the night. Y'all heard enough. Remember to come to Florida, call, uh, uh, get in touch with Visa. We're going to have to fly next week, and we're going to get into a little bit of Q&A. Elijah's going to have some Q&A next week. Courtney says she's definitely coming. I had a conversation with her today. So she's going to talk about Kundalini yoga, stuff like that. Drop a little science on it, so we'll have our guest next week. And then I'm going to work on some very hard guests. If you feel you could be a guest on the show, don't hesitate to reach out to Elijah. He's going to give you his information for that as well. And let him know what you're working with. Let him know where we can find your work so we can evaluate it, see if it's something that lives up to the standard of the show. And we'll be more than happy to have you come on and do your thing. If you got products yep, so. advertise, you go ahead and reach out to P. Nicole D. Saxy. We're going to hear from D. Saxy today as well and um, see what she's up to. Put P. Nicole back on. You reach out to them for Q&A. But you got you to come up with some viable shit. You know what I'm saying? Viable shit. Some of the shit that I'm seeing that they're getting is like, I really want to answer you niggas back in a, in a kind of a way. But I'm just going to ignore it and say, let's just keep trying. All right? So we're going to talk about where we could uh, uh, get Elias' book, and then we'll then we'll pick it up from there. Brother Elias. You can email me at i.eliahwells at gmail.com, i.eliahwells at gmail.com. You can go to the website. Uh, same thing, Wells. Dot com, and that's where you can uh, order the book, and uh, uh, I get it out to you ASAP. Nice, nice. And if they wanted to, uh, if they wanted to, uh, let's just say they wanted to uh, email you, so they could tell you or, or, or ask you about, inquire how to be a guest on the show. Where would they hit you up at? Yep, that's why I just gave him. I gave him the the Eliawells at Gmail. I dot at Gmail dot com. Okay, so that's yep, where we yep. do it. Same email. Yep, same right. email. Just I dot. Okay. All right. Let's get into a little bit of Q and A for a little bit. We coming close on twelve o'clock. Cool. Which is cool. Which time I've been trying to cut this off. So we're All gonna right. see see where we end up around there. But let's get into a little Q and A. Do a couple of questions, and, and then I'll run okay. my mouth. Can you hear me on there? Yes, sir. Okay, bet. So 
Um, yeah, actually, I, I've been looking through um, a lot of different, uh, you know, Egyptian um, deities and going through different cultures and noticing how a lot of deities are combined with animals and, and how the Native Americans, you know, talk about having animal spirits and whatnot. So I was wondering, I guess, what is the significance of of the, 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 the animals combined with, with, with human bodies and, and, and tapping mm-hmm. into the animal energy where you see so much mm-hmm. symbolism utilized with, with, with animals, including like Baphomet and the list just goes on and on segment and just all the deities who utilize these different animals to represent. Excellent fucking question. And we're going to go in. I'm going to give a shout out to my man, Inf, the author. Inf, uh, reach out to us. Inf is a true hustler, 100%. So we want to have Inf on the show. Inf, the author. Yeah, I'm sure he's listening because he put a like on the, on, on the, uh, on the showtime today. So my man Inf, reach out to me, let me know what you got going on and we want you on the show. So but you okay, so a lie brought up an ill question. And what he's talking about is called zoo types. You know what I'm saying? Zoo types. And uh zoo types are what the Egyptians tried to use, but not just the Egyptians, like you said, the Native Americans, to try to explain a concept to you. Now, first we could start out in Genesis with a concept of Adam, and they were trying to explain. They, they say when the earth was created, and this is not the way it was created in seven fucking days. That sounds fucking stupid. But what they were trying to tell you in that story is they first said all these animals were created first, correct? And then Adam came down and named all the animals. Because what the animals represent are aspects of your mind, symbols in your mind. So Adam being the last entity, naming on anything you name, you own. See, if I buy a chair, right, and I say... If I buy a chair, right, and I'll say, this is my living room chair, right? That means I've now taken that chair, named it, and put it in the living room, and I use it accordingly, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, uh, let's say I buy a dining room chair. I buy that chair, and I put it in the dining room, and I use it accordingly. That's the, where does that chair belong? In the dining room, Right. So, it, or that's a pin. That's a pin for my work. That's a pin for my study. That's a pin that I leave in the bed near my bed. So basically, with that concept, what you're really just doing is taking your items, and we understand naturally what you name, you own and control. You call it this, you call it that, or you call it whatever, and that's what it shall be. Now, um... So when Adam named all the animals, what they were talking about is Adam sat on top of all of these, meaning he owns the animals, or not own them where we kill them and take their tusk and their hide and all the rest of that shit, but meaning that we would stand above and master them as basically the king animal here, as the most mightiest because we were the ones that can evolve into any of these things. That's why you would see 
the human form in this zoo type of all of these type of animals. Because what the animal quite simply is, in his own way, whatever animal represents a superpower that you ain't got. Think about it. The loneliest roach can crawl up a wall. You can't do that. Not to mention what it could do with his adaptability. A frog, which can stay in, just the shit that could stay in temperatures. We ain't even got to get into it. Shit that fleas could do. We ain't even talking about on the microscopic level or the the small level. A fish that could breathe in water. And, or a seal that can hold his breath for, for amazing amounts of times. Right. A pigeon, which is the dirtiest rat you will see in New York. You can't fly, nigga. You can't fly. These things, snakes and their adaptability and what they could do, gorillas, just a monkey. You ever see a monkey skill on a fucking vine? Yep. Impossible for you, nigga. So these animals were used as zoo types because what the man understood was your plight here is actually a duality. Animal self, humanity, versus your higher aspect. So they would use these animals, which is the ultimate primal thing, because that same bear, that same seal, that same If a seal walked in this house right now, as much as we say it's just a seal, me and you would be running like bitches. Oh, shit. They'd be in this motherfucker. Oh, shit. I'm shooting. I'm not trying to get it out the door, rescue it. A seal now. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If a deer ran in this motherfucker, a, a doe, you know that motherfucker start going crazy, kicking shit, we'll lose it. We'll be straight bitches running and closing doors. So, but we know intellectually how to control it. This power that it has is still an animal. But see, what we need to understand, what occult science teaches us, this power that you have, human, you're still an animal. What are you going to invest in? is the question. And that's really what this question of spirituality is. What are you investing in? Your spiritual self, your animal self. That's what we just had a conversation about. Your animal self is at your job to survive, to maintain grits in your mouth, a roof over your head, your woman not yelling at you, and somebody telling you, you are no good nigga, you have no fucking job. You understand? Your animal self needs to fight. So everything you're fighting for on your job, unless you get some sort of emotional stimulation, satisfaction of what it is that you do, because you may, you may have a job rescuing kids, you understand? So you may right. be here to rescue kids. So that job is still spiritually satisfying. So we're not talking about every job. But if your ass works in the produce department at Walmart, or at the sandwich spot at Publix, mopping up at Pathmark, I don't think you get nothing spiritually about that mouth, uh, about that goddamn, uh, unless you're the damn Toxic Avenger. Remember that nigga? He was happy to mop. You know what I'm saying? Or like uh, uh, Eddie Murphy. when he just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will be moving to greens and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Unless you really got a kingdom back in Zamunda. I'm sure you're not happy about working at McDowell's. Now, this animal self, this lower nature is, in the occult science, is everything you're supposed to supersede through spirituality. 
So they're looking at the lowliest animal, the, the, the deer, the seal, the whale, the bear, the ape, the, the monkey, and all the rest of these motherfuckers, the dog, the wolf, all of these, the cat, all of these things have a higher nature within their apparent animal reality, which you do. So the secret message of why all of these societies use these zoo types, these animals, because what they're trying to secretly tell you is the symbol of the higher self versus the lower self in you. So they put the higher self of, let's say, segment the cat on a woman, trying to tell you the woman is actually the animal. You're the actual animal because the actual animals are aspects of your mind. So they're saying you need to realize that you're the dog. You would be eaten if, motherfuck- if motherfuckers ain't tell you through a system of invented morality what it is you're supposed to be and how you're sp- supposed to act. You do the same goddamn thing a wolf would be doing. You niggas would eat, be eating bitches and packs. This, this, this caveman, they showed you, the caveman, white caveman showed you what it is. They have, a, they have an intellectual caveman lifestyle right now. Right now. It's all about, you know, like, for instance, one of, the, one of the greatest things that a white man could make in his day in the cave was shit. That's all he could really make. That's all he can invent was a pile of shit. So what did they do? Have shit wrestling. Step right up tonight. Coming to the stage. In this big pile of shit we all created, we're going to have a fight. Put your money down for this white bitch here. And now today it's called mud wrestling. And they see it, they get a sexual thrill out of mud wrestling. Why? Because that's primal in them. That's cave doo-doo fighting. That's my word, son. They did that. Damn. Now, that animal, that animal self is what the Egyptians were saying. We were constantly in a place of trying to come over. Your human nature is an animal, son. We got to get over it. We try to act like a human's better than an animal. That's so arrogant. You are. See, see, but if you just step outside the picture and say, well, look what we did to animals. Animals don't even do that to us. Take gorilla paws and throw away them. You know what I'm saying? Elephant tusks. You know what I'm saying? You know the poaching. I, you, know, you, you know what I'm saying? And I'll do one better. You probably don't even know the poaching, and I don't. I don't even know the true poaching that goes on. Follow what I'm saying? Right. And this through the years, you've been poached. You know what I'm saying? You've been poached. This place is animalistic behavior. The whole entire idea is you're rising to a higher concept. The Zodiac was uh, the, the idea of you becoming higher than the animal that it represented. So you say, but Libra is not an animal, but C. Freeman L. taught quite clearly, that those were changed. Everything used to be an animal with another symbol on it in the Zodiac. He said the scales of Libra used to be a donkey with those scales on it before it just became those scales. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and everything is duality. Even Jim and I was just two persons still trying to say they were both you, the duality of you. 
You get what I'm saying? The light and dark. And they were brothers and sisters before, actually. Now, this is because even in the zodiac, the idea to overcome the animal nature. So when people say, oh, you're doing it like a real Taurus, and that's what a Taurus would do, it's actually an insult if you know occult science. Is it true? Yeah. That's the energy my humanity manifested under. That's the energy I was born under. So I'm going to do what that animal does, especially when you bring it out in some human fucking conflict. You argue with me, I'm going to argue like a Taurus. Your work is to supersede that Taurus. See, because the bull is connected to Osiris, Dionysus, the Sheba. So there are higher aspects of that bull energy or that symbol is what you're rising up to. The idea is that you go through all of those energies and become the 13, which means you listen closely now. You have disciplined those energies in you. And when you're the 13, you become the Christ. And Christ has how many disciples? Well, go back. The word discipline and disciple the same thing. So his 12 disciples are his 12 disciplines. His 12 disciplines that he conquered, or Hercules' 12 labors that he conquered. You understand what I'm saying? That he conquered. So you're supposed to discipline or make a disciple these animal natures in the sea and deal with the higher aspect of Taurus, the higher aspect of the wolf, the higher aspect of Horus, Sekhmet, and all the rest of these things. So the idea, what they were trying to do was tell you a story. They was trying to tell you a story of within them or what you were supposed to see as a symbol of your higher nature or the higher nature in all of these beings, animals, which are aspects of your own mind. See, because all the shit they could do, that's what superheroes do. Because superheroes have these animal natures, bit by a spider, a certain rock brings out this, you're the black panther, the black widow, you get what I'm saying? Or you're the elements, storm, and all of these things. They're trying to show you what's in you is all around you because this entire place is the unfolding of your mind. So when you see the, this unfolding of your mind, what happened in this place the lower nature manifest, or a lower nature. We call that animal, animal nature. It manifests here in everything. But the duality is in everything. You understand what I'm saying? If you could move like a snake through some shit, you would be in a good way. You understand? If, but, but being a snake ain't no, you know, that ain't logical. But they're trying to tell you about the elements and they say, be a sly, as there's a saying, be a, be a smart or sly as snakes. What is that saying? They're wise as serpents. Be as wise as serpents. Because what are they saying? Are they saying be a snake? Because if a snake rolled up in this motherfucker right now, we wouldn't be going, wow, look at that wise serpent. <laughs> we, that nine sitting right on the table will be right in action. We will put holes all through this motherfucker. And that's clear. You would expect it, but they're trying to tell you about the spiritual aspect of that. So when they say Ganesha, they're trying to tell you that he's the breaker of the 
the way the elephant could break down any walls, the way they used him to to build walls and destroy walls. You understand what I'm saying? Is is what you should be using as the spiritual understanding of why you would use that animal. And ultimately, why they would put it on you. Because they're trying to tell you to rise to your higher nature because you are taking back aspects of your mind that unfolded here. So let's say the Big Bang, the Big Bang, your mind explosion that created here created a rat, a cat, a dog, a snake, a pig, a blah, a blah, a blip, a blah. Create all these things. So for you to zoo, put it in zoo form and deify it, you're deifying that higher aspect, and to work with it is to gain back your mind that unfolded into all the little crawly things, all the little creepy, hairy things, all the hooven things that walk around this motherfucker. To control that energy or that zoo type is to now bring it back in your mind. The Native Americans also did that. That's why they would say, look towards nature for any answer you want. Why? Because they understood they were looking at their own mind. You understand what I'm saying? And they understood the whole beginning and end. That's why their feet had reptilian shit on it and their head had feathers on it. You understand what I'm saying? They was telling you from top to bottom, from Horace to, 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 to Set, from, from Satan the serpent to Jesus the sparrow, from top to bottom, exactly what it is we are. And where you stand as the con- – see, we took it as Adam and controls the animals. I mean, we could keep, kill, eat, wear them for our skins, and kill them. No, it says it controls the animals. That means you are the ultimate observer of the animals, the ultimate namer of it, and you live in it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to buy all this house and say that's a chair for the dining room, that's a counter for that, that's a, that's a picture for this room, that's a, a couch for the living room, that's, that's a couch for the sitting room, and then go destroy it. And wear it as skins and eat it. You get what I'm saying? But I'm going to live in it. You understand? I'm going to work with it. So you have the Native Americans, Africans. You know, we work with nature. We eat with nature. We do this with nature. We ask them, thank you for the food before we kill it. And, and thank you for giving your life to feed others. And you live in us. And da, da, da. You know that. They're working with it because they understood. They're trying to even take the animal who is stuck in this animal nature as a reflection, but has this spiritual power. The chameleon could transform, you know what I'm saying? But stuck in this animal trap that we're going to release you and you're coming with us back into our consciousness through the food, through eating us. And then spiritually, we absorb them by turning them into a cat, into segment. You get what I'm saying? To deify that cat energy. Because if anybody who had a cat, and I was a cat person that had cats, just my shit's too nice to have one now. <laughs> Scratching up my shit. But you know you're dealing with royalty. A cat moves and acts in royalty. But it's still with shit in a goddamn box. You, you understand the duality we have here? It's trying to tell you that duality is in you. My cat, that nigga, will lick his paws and you just knew that motherfucker knew some fucking body, you know what I'm saying? But still, he's shit in the box, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Still shit in the box. You fucking following me? So that duality is what the Egyptians and all of them are trying to put, are pointing out in you naturally. That's what the fight between Set 
and Horace is as the tale of two brothers. It's trying to tell you, see, we have this arrested development mentality based upon church. So we think these are two different entities. But see, the old ancients knew when they talked about hard duality, hard competition, they were talking about the same man. See, because we know now with a little bit of study that Satan and Jesus are the same individual, if they were individual. But we're really talking about the same symbol, the bright morning star. Different polarity. So when you understand the law of polarity, like and unlike are the same. It's all one coin, two different sides. Just different, good and bad, are just different aspects of the same polarity. That's what it is. There's no mistake about that. So Satan and the devil and the template for them is Horace and Seth are the same. That's why if you read the tale of two brothers, where they get, where you get that, remember that phrase in the Bible, Satan, ye get behind me? See, this is because the body on the occult side, the behind you is the dark side. The medulla avlongata behind your neck is the dark, is Tehuti, is the gateway. And in fact, by the Jews, where their beards long, because their beard represents the veil over their neck area. And that's the veil to the dark, because your body is Kabbalah. So when you go up the tree of Kabbalah, you have your feet as Malkuth, and, and then you go up the moon as your sexual organ, then Tifra is your sun, right, which is in your solar plexus near your heart, right? And then you have a hidden Sephira under your chin called the Darth. That hidden Sephira is why they wear the long beards or why the concept of the long beard exists in the cult because it's supposed to be veiled and hidden. And then Kepha, of course, in your mind or above your mind or however you want to do it. Now, this, is, this, this, this body, this understanding, this dark side is represented because Wayne Chandler taught us that the Kundalini energy before your front became an esophagus to eat food was actually bone just like your spine. Energy used to run up and down your back. You know what I'm saying? And I believe the feminine energy is up your back and the masculine will run down um, your, your front before the, you became, it became soft tissue. You, you devolved, actually, to that. And that's why he teaches if you connect your tongue to the roof of your mouth, preferably as far back as you can go, but the, definitely at the soft tissue, that little dip you got while you meditate or do whatever, I say you need to hum because when you do that, you raise the vibration to the pineal gland. And when you do that, what happens is you connect that front and back again to get this flow going. So that energy, that front and back, that, that connection is the dark and the light side becoming one again. And then you have that phrase in the Bible, Satan, ye get behind me. And then there's this famous picture called, I think it's called Horace Set. Set Horace. I think it's Horace Set, where you have, which is a rare picture, which I, I mean, I've got it. I'll put it up in the group, where you have a picture of the front of Horace and Set directly behind him facing the other way. And that's actually where Satan, ye get behind me comes from, because mm -hmm. it's trying to put in order dark and light. It's not saying Satan get behind me, you a bad motherfucker. It's trying to tell you how to order your so called dark and light, how to balance yourself. And you will see that this comes into conflict based upon your humanity. You understand? So the deity, when they had segment or whomever, what they were trying to show you was how the humanity would harmonize 
with the zoo type. You understand? The animal, they they uh, they would harmonize with the zoo type, and and through the mythology, through the consort, through their children, and through all the rest of the story and the way to deal with the deity is actually trying to tell you how to deal with that higher aspect of feline energy that exists inside of you and also how to deal with the animal nature of, of, of yourself. So it's all comprehensive ways of dealing. I think we lost the chat room because it's coming on 12. I'm going to try to get it again. Oh, my, my connection dropped. We'll see. It'll come back, though. Cause I don't, yeah, I'm still on the call because I paid the bill. So now uh, – we need to understand um, on a bigger level symbology, which is one of the main things I've been teaching, because it really just all comes down to that. You know what I'm saying? If you understand and take these things as a symbol instead of really being Jesus or really being this or really being this and this and this and that, the same way it was back then, it is now. There was those who got it, and there was those who didn't. I urge you to be a nigga who gets it. And first tell yourself, I want to be a nigga who gets it. How do you do that? You really need to stop being the nigga who says, I already got it. Because I can promise you, you don't. And if I sat down with you, I can embarrass you in less than three minutes. So all them niggas in the chat room, and I get how a chat room works. I've been doing enough show to see how a chat room works. I've been doing that for years, and I did that the other day, and I'm doing that right now, and I'm wearing the shit right now. Okay, I get it. If you stop dedicating yourself to saying that, maybe you could dedicate yourself to saying I want to go more advanced than what I do. Because no matter how much shit I could talk to you, this is what I promise you. I feel I know nothing. I feel I got a lot to learn. I don't feel a lot of you niggas that's grandstanding got too much more that can share with me, even though I can study a roach and learn something for the day. So I never count anybody out. But I will absolutely say this. I know enough to not to have the mentality to start saying, I know, and guess what, and I did it. Even if I did do it, so what? I want to do it again with more. So you need to start opening yourself to understanding. And I've been giving out the core understanding to a lot of this shit out here. And a lot of that shit, if I had to say a word, it would come down to, we get in the chat room back. It would come down to understanding symbology because that's all this ever was. Like I said, a lot of motherfuckers didn't get it back then. You just wasn't black Egyptian and was on it and conscious. A lot of motherfuckers was dumb back then. Like a lot of motherfuckers is dumb back right now. And I don't give a fuck what chat room in. I don't give a fuck what show they listen to. You understand? And mm-hmm. this is because you're not open to learn anything new. You're just open to tell how many people what you know. You know what I'm saying? What I teach you is what I know based upon study, but I'm willing to study more. And I'm willing to throw all this shit away if I can find a greater study than I, than I have now. That's the difference. You motherfuckers think you got it. Once you throw that away, then, you'll get, then that's the first step to getting down to business. Even if you do got it, you should go out your way to say, I ain't got it. So I say all the day, I ain't got it. I ain't got it. I ain't stupid, though. You say some dumb shit, and I'll be like, well, no, I got that, because I studied that. But if you know something deeper about it, let's get it on. 
But the problem with that is I can tell when a nigga is just trying to grandstand and talk from his ego and, and try to act and has an agenda with some shit he knows. And I can tell when niggas is just ready to get down to business. You know what I'm saying? Ready to get down to business. Just teach me, take me, show me. We can all learn from each other if we all really in that place. The problem is there's not many in that place. You understand what I'm saying? See, a lie will tell you because he's in that place. He talks, I'm guaranteed to shut up. You know what I'm saying? But he got something to say because I understand and respect what it is that, that comes from him based upon the place he comes from. He doesn't come from, I got to tell you and I don't know. But I do know he knows what he knows. And he's willing to know more. He's willing to trade it every day. That's the real attributes of the conscious man. That's the real attributes of the nigga in a real study, real attributes. I don't see those attributes often, but when I do, it's wonderful to see because that's what the that's what all that Bobby Hammond that y'all want to know how he's doing. That's what he taught. So y'all want to do and do Bobby justice? Understand what he was teaching all those years. I'm the student and I'm the teacher. You hear him say those words often. Not just him. Say a lot of the the old teachers. I like Delbert Blair, C. Freeman now, Brother Phil. All the people y'all say in your life, they would say, I'm, I sit in the place of the student and the teacher. I don't hear a lot of students. I hear a lot of I know niggas all the time. And I know you don't know. And I know you don't. I know you understand intellectually. See, I know you understand what I said. Understanding, and that's what I was talking about earlier in my class, understanding and knowing, I can promise and show you constantly where it's two different things. You understand what ISIS is, but until you know that's your mama, you, you ain't got it until you can't describe. See, for instance, Lama Dama, she's a deity that's uh, dressed like a slave, like ancient Mima. And when Michael Jackson came through, he basically was like, why do you have that on your altar? You know, that was embarrassing for us. I said, no, that was an aspect or a phase of what black women had to go through. So in, in our whole entire evolutionary role here, that's how she decided to show up. We can make that a deity. We can use that energy because it still was a powerful energy. That's how ISIS showed up. So when you could say or deify even ancient Mima on the symbolic level, at the actual level, because if a fat chick came in here with one of them rags on her head, how y'all doing? Elijah, what y'all want? Some pancakes? We got the batter going. You know who makes the batter. We're going to say, oh, my God, this bitch got to go. But as a deity or a symbol, you're looking at a different thing. Understand what I'm saying? Like I said, I don't want no fucking cat in my house. You're going to tell me that's the bass energy. You know what I'm saying? Like, let it shit on my fucking nice rug. Segment my ass. You know what I'm saying? You're going to say all that. So we understand there are animals too, but the symbol or the zoo type, they're trying to tell us, the concept and the spirituality within the animal because ultimately all of these things are you. So when we look at these powers, like this shit we want to do. So what Ann Lee did was take all of the mythology, all the powers that they put on the mythology and made them Superman, Superman, Superwomen, X-Men. You understand what I'm saying? So when you see all these aspects and powers, and that's why they usually always have one power. You know what I mean? The, the Jews just made Superman everything, saying one power, one weakness. But they usually have one power the same way Sekhmet had a power, Horace, just following our shit. And they're trying to tell you the secret identity 
is them as actually men. Superman is the only one that goes against the grain. His secret identity is being human. You get what I'm saying? Everyone else's secret identity, or, 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 or Superman is always Superman. People have to get into their costumes, get into their whatever to be whomever. Spider-Man had to get into a costume to be whatever. Superman took his shit off, you know what I'm saying? And, and he had to put on humanity. So his everyday uh, 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 trick was to walk around as a human. That was his true secret identity. While these other motherfuckers' superpowers was off the hook. Them motherfuckers, they had to walk around. They were already human. You understand what I'm saying? And then uh, uh, they, they gained their powers from somewhere else or some radioactive spider or, or, or whatever. All that just to say, they would have this one attribute which now became a superpower within their humanity. Peter Parker was that same idea. Always this little human boy this little never really got it together that becomes this powerful Spider-Man at night doing all these flips and tricks but can't get his little home life together. He's humble. You know what I'm saying? So they're really trying to tell you about humanity versus uh, 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 this power that's within fighting you. So remember, he didn't want to come out with this power until this, his uncle dies, Osiris. You know what I'm saying? They're not hiding. It's the same Story, and I'm going to deal with that in the power of the myth when I be in Florida, the 12th, you know what I'm saying, getting on that batter so I can um, deal with uh, uh, all of these things, how they interact. You get what I'm saying? How without mythology, from the children's standpoint, how they still deal with it, Mickey Mouse, how he's still a Horace figure. See, ain't shit popping until you get to Disney World. You can could, you could, you could take pictures with Pluto, the princess, Fucking Popeye, doesn't matter. Until you stand there with Mickey, you that nigga. Oh, shit, there go Mickey. Let's get this flick, kid. Maybe Minnie will do it. Head Haru. <laughs> or, well, you go to Looney Tunes, where's Bugs at? You can deal with his man in them, set, Daffy. You know what I'm saying? You can deal with his arch rival, Elma. You know what I'm saying? The humanity trying to kill Bugs' chaos being... Trying to make, trying to stop his chaos, Elma. But you want bugs, baby. You know what I'm saying? It'd be the beater, beater. <laughs> you walk with Porky. You know what I'm saying? But it ain't gonna work, Porky. You know what I'm saying? Dignified ass human. And even all of those, like making Porky do human shit. All of that's the opposite. You know what I'm saying what we did in cartoons, giving them human attributes. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get humanity going. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, just letting them talk. Just their, just their characters. I mean, each shit, I, the, the psychological effect, niggas don't even still get this. I never said this, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to fuck niggas up with this right now. Tom and Jerry, go back and watch it. They show the most extreme violence, so much so that Bart Simpson and them had a, a, a Itchy and Scratchy, which was a spoof of Tom and Jerry. And Itchy and Scratchy was like over-the-top violence based upon this violence that they were showing kids. But while they were showing this to kids, guess what they would do? Listen to Tom and Jerry. Play classical music. You would hear Beethoven, Tchaikovsky, all the greats while they getting his ass whipped. The psychological science of that was... First of all, please, uh, let, let's go back because I know niggas still don't get this yet. Classical music is not white people's music. 
classical music was created by the Moors. The Moors created what we call classical music. That's why it's played in the key of A, the key of C, the key of D, the same keys, because it was for the chakras. Remember what Bugs Bunny would say as a joke? Music calms the savage beast. Yes, because that music that they would play was for the chakras, the violins and the harp and key of A, B, and C. So what Tom and Jerry and the motherfuckers did, Chuck Jones and them writers, they took all the classical chakra music and showed you the scenes of Tom and Jerry fucking shit up. Y'all niggas ain't ready for their sinister shit. Y'all talking about Beyonce wearing an Illuminati ring? Nigga, that's the Illuminati. You grew up watching violence programming your chakra system. <laughs> look, yeah, look, I, there's so much shit that we got that that's so much shit that I got that I could be saying that I don't even have the time or the energy to be saying. And that's something I, I've been to. I keep forgetting to bring that one up. They program your chakra system. Watch Tom and Jerry now. Watch, because you don't really focus on the music. I started to notice I would know classical music, like when I never really, really listened to it. And I was like, how did I know this classical music? I said, God damn it, Tom and Jerry been programming these songs in me all the time. Tom will play classical music. Didn't it while his fingers are getting crushed? Jerry's cutting this nigga up, you know what I'm saying? They got guns, that's my boy. Guns and shit, that niggas. The little dog in them niggas, Butch, just doing things. You know what I'm saying? Jasper, just doing shit. Point is, while this is programming your chakras with that music, that's what that music is, to program your chakras. Sinister, my nigga. Sinister, my nigga. So the zoo types overall are trying to show you your own animal nature with the animal versus the higher nature by definition of the deity or the concept that they're pushing for, let's say, a Sekhmet or a Horus, which is a falcon, to Hootie, which is uh, an Ibis, you know what I'm saying, or a monkey, because the Hootie represents intelligence. The monkey on Earth represents where they even say, well, humans evolved from it. Now, listen, you need to understand this as well. Human DNA may have evolved from a monkey, but your consciousness did not. So you may be able to go back and say crinosaur, dinosaur, minosaur, Karanosaurus, whatever, and because the white man has showed you this and showed you this in a lab, and then you say, well, I'm in a lab too, and I figured this out too. Your human body may be absolutely all of those things, but your human consciousness is not from this place. They tell you this in Gnosticism, stupid niggers. They tell you how in the mythology, man was just another motherfucking animal. Until the great mother or the great spirit breathed the breath of life into man. And that's the same thing in the Bible. Man was nothing but clay. They're saying the man was nothing but of this earth, of this earthly animal evolution. The man was nothing. But when that breath of life came into him, which means all these divine sparks or the soul got in the man, he became an upright being. You understand what I'm saying? An upright being. And what they're trying to say is that's when your, inter that's when your 
consciousness came into being. Your consciousness did not evolve on planet Earth. Your consciousness did not evolve on planet Earth. Your consciousness existed before any of this shit existed. Your consciousness came down this motherfucker. You are the aliens that landed. You were landed in what they call the human being. And then, based upon your consciousness, you started to evolve the environment, which means you made balance to this goddamn crap that was going on. You injected balance. There was an animal nature balance going on. Strongest one eats the, strong, the other weaker one. When you came in, you reordered, and while nature went on, you reordered this balance. That was your job. You did it, and now your ass went to sleep because you've done your job. Now you're waking up in your consciousness to leave this place, not to take it over again, not to find out a new budget, not to get rid of GMO foods. If you can do it while you're here, fuck it, do it. If that's what you're doing, do it. But ultimately, you getting off this goddamn thing. You wore it out, nigga. You turned it out, motherfucker. You came here, Motown 25, you did the moonwalk. Now get the fuck on, nigga. This is Thriller. Move on. So animals and humanity could very well have evolved from animals. Your consciousness did not. So you need to understand and separate the goddamn two things. You unspiritual ass niggas. You real fucking pro fucking Black Lives Matter ass nigga. Understand who and what you are. We we are too old in this goddamn game, and too many speakers have came before you and taught what true consciousness is for me to even have to address that you may can trace your physical DNA to a monkey, but your consciousness, because, we, and, and I hear people saying, well, how come a monkey ain't standing up right? Because he doesn't have your consciousness, goddammit. It's simple as that. So how come the other monkeys didn't evolve like you then? Or you don't see any evolution in other monkeys. You're the only monkeys that got out of this shit? You don't see it because the consciousness that was in them is a whole different concept of reality. Your consciousness lives on. They show you this all the time. Just watching an episode of Star Trek where what they did was these criminals on an old planet, what they did was took the consciousness out the body and imprison their consciousness on this moon. And the bodies were long gone, but they had a fucking forever sentence on this moon. Then when the Star Trek Enterprise fought close, three entities jumped in the body, took it over. It was like, man, we're trying to get all our motherfuckers out of here. We locked down, nigga. Our consciousness is stuck in this motherfucker. This is a prison camp. They're telling you loosely based understandings on your reality, nigga. You in a prison camp. Your consciousness is locked down in this fucking human form. Your consciousness is being reincarnated. Your consciousness is being reincarcerated in the human body, which is a product of this reality, which may very well evolve from monkeys. But your consciousness is not. Is not. And what you're trying to do, do this goddamn work, is release your consciousness because we know when you die, your body goes nowhere but here. But you move on. So who gives a fuck if your body was made for money? Who gives a fuck if you are a monkey? And goddamn it, 
fuck evolved, half you niggas are monkeys. And I can prove that shit right now. Half you niggas are monkeys. Challenge me on it, monkey-ass nigga. All you got to do is watch the debates. You want to see some motherfucking monkey shit go on. And that's real. That's real. So all of that to say, you need to understand the difference between what you are and what you are. So this monkey that Tahuti's represented because it's a symbol of evolution. The monkey who Hanuman represents, and why, see, what it is, Hanuman was in the monkey kingdom as the king. But see, what they're trying to tell you in that story, when he became absolutely devoted to a cause, Rama and Sita in his heart, which is basically the masculine and feminine imbalance, or love, he evolved. You understand what I'm saying? He evolved. He got away from his animal nature in his own needs. You understand what I'm saying? This is what the, the story is about, the Ramayana. Him getting away from his own personal agenda and made his cause for the love of Rama and Sita and to unite those two. And he lived happily ever after in his absolute consciousness based upon his total dedication to that love. And they use a monkey because a monkey so close to man in, in physical DNA. So close to man in physical DNA became a symbol or representation of that next step. You understand what I'm saying? Of what man can be as in terms of what monkey can possibly be through human evolution. So Hanuman or Tahuti, Tahuti is a monkey, <coughs> he represents the aspect of evolution. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm getting over this cold. He represents that aspect of evolution. So we need to understand, we need to understand this on a more higher uh, fucking uh, 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 level than, wow, man, Tahuti's dope. I fuck with Tahuti. I fucks with Tahuti. I got a big Tahuti on my altar. You know what I'm saying? I fucks with Tahuti all day. I got on green right down, nigga. Word is born. I got this big Ibis in my house, and there's a picture up, too. You know what I'm saying? I fucks with Tahuti. Yeah, so what? So what? Good start, nigga. But you need to really start to understand what that is. You understand? Understand what that is. What time we dealing? We gave them 12 o'clock. That's all they get in the night, baby. I'm sorry. You don't have to deal with it. All right. Let me get my man a liar on. All right. So, we, you know, y'all heard the rant. You know what I'm saying? What's up, Brother Grim? See you in, in your queen tie on uh, the 29th. Y'all be at the house. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Let me get my boy Lie back on, see if D. Saxy's in the building. Yeah, black ass lives matter as ass. Different kind. You know what I'm saying? That's all you really have. You know what I'm saying? Exu religion, part of, uh, uh, part in Cuba. It's not really, a lot of the Palo went to, uh, somebody said, what's the difference between Palo Miambo and the, and, uh, I can't remember how they pronounce that, E-X-U religion, but uh, as good he said, in Kimbanda. So Kanomle, Kimbanda, and all the rest of those things, they have all of those African retentions, and Palo was a big one in the Congo. Most of that energy went to South America. 
And uh, so it's little differences based upon the culture because that's exactly what it is. They're using what you call archetype energy. So Shango is always Shango, even though the names change. Alegba is always Alegba. See, Baron Samdi is a version of Alegba. Uh, uh, Babalu Aye is a version of Alegba. You get what I'm saying? So uh, in Palo, the ones that we're using has a lot of the African intentions, Palo Miombe. And Carlos Montenegro his family kept a lot of that uh, real. So, but you'll still see Spanish names. Uh, Latissima Muerte, Mama Shola, Maggi de Agua, Francisco Ceteveos, San Simon, because they're using uh, um, all those South American re-uptellings up, up, or rehashings of the same thing. So it's, cl uh, it, it's close, but what you're seeing in these uh, 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 Kim, uh, Kim, uh, Kim, uh, Kinomle, uh and all the rest of these are still the ceremonial aspects of these things. You understand? Which were brought down from the cultures. So it has a lot of the old retentions um, while on the towards the west the Ifa thing kind of stayed alive. Now it has the old retentions but remember, I teach that you get with this directly. Y'all niggas ain't going to – you can do it if you like, you know what I'm saying, but y'all ain't going to be drummings and uh, uh, possessions and falling out uh, 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 or pots and, and, and jumping around cutting off chicken heads to get some shit that you can sit in your living room and get as well. That's what I teach. But if you want to do it and you're in a position to do it, knock yourself out. See how far it takes you. You know what I'm saying? My thing is you don't have to. You can get directly with the energy. Have a person, How you have a personal relationship with Jesus, you can have a personal relationship with this shit. So it's not, I'm sure it's different based upon culture and over time. But all of that shit is the same intention. All right, niggas. I think we done for the day. I'm I'm right about to, I'm right about to beat these chicken this chicken to death. I'm about to scare the fuck out of the chicken world. That no, when I tell you I tasted that shit, kid. When I tell you this is a masterpiece, I knew it was because I've been I've been doing that for a minute now. And you know when you get back in the groove or something, Stella got his groove back right now. I'm gonna eat that in a onesie. <laughs> Front on the onesie if you want a nigga. I'm gonna eat that in a onesie tonight, baby. That's how we doing it, you know what I'm saying? Getting it in. Let's see if D Saxy, let's hear from D Saxy we can get up. You know what I'm saying? Niggas already gigging on my shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna let niggas there. There's a lot of comments. Niggas love this onesie. Can't mad because you can't do it yourself. Yeah, uh, whatever. Oh, he got the Superman shit on. Oh, my man Kadeem, he's showing me the Superman shit. Yeah, nigga. <laughs> this is the definition of freedom. Fuck the world. Do you. I say, I say, that's what man should bass. If the altar, I'll be fucking with them crystals. Yeah, nigga. Niggas is on that. Super panic. There you go, my girl Demetria. Let's see who the assholes are. We got some assholes. Dun 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 dun. This is my girl. I said, really? This is what we doing today? You goddamn right, slick. Uh, wow. Go ahead, brother. Tell them how it is. D. Saxon. Ha ha ha, nigga. 
<laughs> you go, boy, Beverly. I'm getting a lot of positive feedback. Uh, no, not Walmart panic. Yeah, nigga, that's where you get this from. Yeah, you know, I, I got my uh, regular people, too. My humans. Love it, Larry. <laughs> Love it, Larry. Like, I don't even know who that guy is. <laughs> Nia, you, you, she keeps trying, really? This what we doing now? You motherfucking right. You see what it is? You know what I'm saying? Flying King. You know what I'm saying? Niggas is writing 100. Let me see. Nigga, he said, somebody said, uh, <laughs> Brother Bobby is proud. I wrote, said, my nigga Krypton is proud. <laughs> nigga, what the fuck are you talking Krypton's proud, nigga. He would be so offended at that. He was so not emotional about this shit. Emotional in the joy, but not like, oh, look, he's wearing a Superman suit. I've done good. <laughs> Give a fuck about that, nigga. Work it. You know what it is. You said what it is. Do what it is. Dane said he's going to let that cape slide. Damn, this shit all day. There's another nigga that, my man um, Wolverine Warren, you know what I'm saying? That nigga took a, he got one. That nigga took a picture in his suit. Like, nigga, this ain't nothing. I do this, nigga. See how many likes I got. You know, you judge your shit on likes. I put this shit up. Does it tell me the time? Let me see the time I put it up. Four hours ago. 186 likes, my nigga. Uh, a new record, a Festivus Miracle. See, I love Drunk Sis, too, because she knows all about Seinfeld. I got a Seinfeld trivia game. I had that shit for three years. The rapper wasn't off. That's how that's how bad niggas are who come around here on Seinfeld. Not her. We unwrapped that bitch and went to work. I tore her ass up, though, the first game. She got it off the second game. She went. We made up our own disaster questions. But the actual game, I got the soup and everything. Bust that ass. 100, no, 166. And one share, 44 comments, nigga. Just because a nigga put on a Superman suit, y'all hate it, nigga. Hate it. But love it at the same time, nigga. Get a onesie, nigga. I said, that's a real suit I'm wearing, motherfuckers. That shit is fine, niggas. Let me share this in the pandemonium group for you niggas struggling right now. I'm going to share this in the group right now. Uh, here we go. All right, so Courtney's coming back next week. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have my girl Courtney. I'm going to see her in the Occult Terry T's group as well, niggas. So you niggas up in there can see this nigga nigga right here up on his suit. Somebody already talking about, I'm going to get crib tonight. Do it, bitch. Do it. So we on and popping every Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? Little Little fun, just relaxing, maximum relaxing, talking it up. Let let God out, niggas. Let God out, niggas. Go and get that book from Elia. Go and get that spray from uh, P. Nicole. We're still going to uh, sign off. I'm see my girl D. Saxy's around. You know what I'm saying? These sweet, young, sexy things. All sexy things. D. Saxy, where you're at? Looking for your girl online. She ain't even online today. All that singing and shit. Ain't even there. P. Nicole, you back? You there, girl? Where you at, P. Nicole? We're going to say bye with you. I don't see no D. Saxy. 
She up in the bed with her man and um, with her man. Let me put her ass to sleep too. I guess that's it then, brother Elia. We're gonna gonna call it a day, call it a night, call it a week. We'll be back with girl next week. Courtney, she wanna talk about Kundalini yoga. I'm looking forward to that. And you know we're gonna keep it pushing. You know what I'm saying? We talked about zoo types tonight, various other shit. Um, let me see. I'm gonna look through the chat room. He said, I look like Superman on retirement. <laughs> this nigga's stupid. <laughs> Why Goat Leo? He said, he look like Superman on retirement. <laughs> no doubt, nigga. I'm Superman who just didn't give a fuck about saving you niggas. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. All right, people. We'll be back next week, next time. My man, Elijah. Peace, brother. All right, peace, parents. See y'all next week. Yeah, I seen you talking shit on that shit too, Jeff Moore. You helped a lie this week, but you talk about my Superman shit, nigga. You can fly, nigga. I'm trying to tell you, nigga. You can fly, nigga. You need to take. I want to see you fly, nigga. I want to see you fly, fly. nigga. <laughs> Don't write laugh out loud, nigga. I want to hear how it went on the roof, nigga. We're going to talk about that next week. All right, y'all. Peace, beloveds. Next week, every Tuesday, TalkShoe Radio, T-A-L-K-S-H-O-E dot com. Sign up. Come visit us every Tuesday. Hear the show live. 140203 is the caller ID. That's how you get to the show. You call in 724-444-7444. Then I'll call ID. 140203. And you will be on the radio tonight. With us every night, coming to you live from WPANIC Radio Hotel. Take care of each other, willing to do what you we willing to want to do, but only would do what we need to do. Hotel. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.